I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, my guy, don't look so sad. Well, it's like charades, but only using the mouth. That's all you get to figure it out. It's a little bit tricky without a doubt. If you didn't know, now you know what it's about. It's time to play Mouse Charades. The best game you've ever played. It's time to play Mouse Charades. If you can figure it out, then you've got it made. Yay. Like I said, Roz, my guy, don't look so... So excited. Calm down, everybody. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Maybe today's your day. Shut up. (laughs) You know it's not my day because there's no way that I'm going to win. It's like there's the... Not that that attitude. attitude. Wow, both of you. You jerks. Uh, If this is your first time hearing the game Mouth Charades... It's rigged. It's so not rigged. BS. Okay, but whatever. You just don't like losing. That is libelous. Yeah. Uh, so, mouse charades, very much like regular charades. Uh, damn it, Maury will be the clue giver. Uh, Mocha and I will be trying to guess. Uh, and uh, only the clues can be given by making sounds. So, Maury's not, sort of not allowed to move his body to give anything away. No sort of hand motions, no pantomiming, no anything like that. No physicality whatsoever. It is only done with the voice. Uh, Shem will keep score, as if we even need Shem to keep score. Uh, I will do my best, and Mocha will cheat. So I don't cheat. Okay, so whatever. We're all in the same room yeah. together. Okay. How is it possible that well, I'm going to cheat? I don't know, and I'm not the only one that feels this way. But anyway, uh, I'm happy to play along because apparently people really enjoy um, listening to me lose. I don't know why. <laughs> but here's the good thing. Losers go first. Okay, that's great. Okay. So, and, and, and I get, and just pay attention to the clues that I get compared to the clues that Mocha gets and the way that Maury does them because uh, I swear to God, I'm being sabotaged every single time we play this game. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into mouse charades. Yeah, uh, in order to, uh, to, to get this right, what you're going to hear is a uh, ding to signify the 20 seconds that we have. Yep. Uh, to give our guess, followed right. by, if we run out of the time, ends in a double buzz. Okay, right? here so we this is your first time hearing the game, uh, this is how it's played. And I'm up first? Yes. Okay. Losers go first. Okay, thanks, more. Yeah, more, are you ready? Appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ah! Oh, excuse me! <laughs> ah! I don't know what that What? That's <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> okay, something screaming, obviously. <laughs> That's hell? like... Ah! Is it that sound? Is it somebody dying? That sounds like somebody dying, like in a horrible, horrible ah! way. What? What was that? Getting an electric shock. Oh my god! Do the do the thing again. Which part? All of it. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I wouldn't have been able to get okay. that. It sounded you sounded like one of those goats that yells like a man. <laughs> but Sham, the score is uh, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Man. You don't you continue doing what you're doing, man. You got important things to do right now. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, breathing very heavily, snoring, um, getting a, a, a hork, um, blowing wind, um, God, a, car, oh. a hair dryer. A hair dryer? That's a hair dryer? Do yeah. it again! What hair dryer is that? I've never used one. A hair dryer. Yeah! It blows That's out That's a hair dryer. That sounds like you're taking your last breath of life ever. Yeah, that is, I don't know what that was. That's not a hairdryer. I'll do it again. Okay, now, now, now we got a game, folks. Now we got a game. And you say that this is rigged. Bro, yes, come on. Yes, sir. Ready, Maury? <laughs> yeah, okay, go. That's Mocha's hairdryer. <laughs> okay, come on. Honestly, is I that not hairdryer? It sounds the same. You just did hairdryer. Um, you're blowing. That's like a sailboat. Uh, uh, that is, uh, is it wind? It's wind. Leaf blower. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Maury, yo, leaf blower and a hair dryer sounded exactly the same. And they sounded nothing like a leaf blower thing. and a hair dryer. Yeah. Do hair dryer. Now do a leaf blower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How am I supposed to win this? Maybe guess? Okay, okay, okay. Dude, this sucks, All right. man. Okay, yeah. Okay, go. Mocha, your turn. Running water. Uh, gurgling in your stomach. Um, uh, uh, drinking. Uh, a hairdryer. Um, uh, a pot of boiling water. Yeah! Oh, what was that? That was me excited that he got it. Why are you so excited when he gets one? This is what I'm saying. I would be excited for you too. Oh my god. Was I right? That was it? Boiling pot of water. Oh, amazing. Cool. Oh, one god. nothing mocha. Thanks. Okay, my turn. I feel good about this one. Go. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> That's is it a that sounds like a hamster. Is it a hamster drinking from the hamster um, pipe? Not a hamster yeah, pipe. What's that thing so called? <laughs> okay. What do you look like? Are you chewing? Okay. You look like you're... Are you performing something on some... <laughs> Don't finish that sentence. Yo, what the hell? You better... Yo, honestly, before you give the answer, Maury, you yeah. better not say hair dryer or leaf floor. No, I'm going to say filling your vehicle with gas. Oh, my God. Excuse me. You sound like you're filling your something with something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a car with gas. Okay? Yo. Okay? Okay, Mocha, you're out. You jerks. Oh, my God. You jerks. All right, Go ready, ahead. Mari? Yes. Yeah. Go. Yo, that's a fart. Yeah. Excuse no, me. That was so easy. A faint silent fart. A what? A faint silent fart. A faint silent fart. Do but it I still again. Said, I still said fart. Oh my god. That okay. made the best sound okay. effect okay. I've ever done. Do it again. Do it again. That's what I was wondering. You try to squeeze it out, right? <laughs> Please let me do it again. Go ahead. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that, that sounds like the thing that you put inside you a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's two nothing. I think we should just end it right there. Yeah, <laughs> Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that is how you play Mount Charades. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, yeah. I feel great, guys. Why are you feeling so great? Does the time change affect you at all? Excuse me? The time change. That was like a last week. Or was like on the weekend. Yeah. What do you mean the time change? No. It affected okay. me bad. Wow. Jeez, apparently bad. Like I just, I'm tired God. all the time now. I feel jet lagged. But you shouldn't be though. You gained an hour. I know. I know, but, but still, I just, no, it still but messes with you. I'm with no, it, doesn't. No, it, doesn't. It, it messes with no, you. No, it doesn't. It okay, doesn't Scott. mess with you. Listen, time change right works more? like this. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Okay, here. Oh, here oh, we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go. Okay. Max, All right, everyone, let's listen to the master. Yeah, yeah. okay. Ma- when it comes to jet lag and time change, uh-huh. okay? Yes. From somebody who's literally flown all over the world. Okay. okay. Congratulations. It, it usually Round takes. This is why. No, no, I'm going to explain. Listen, I'm just going to explain to you guys. No, I'm just going to explain to you guys why you're weak. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Thank you, Shem. Shem appreciates it. Uh-huh. Okay, time change. I understand time change does mess you up. Jet yes. lag messes you up. Uh-huh. It takes approximately, usually almost definitely, one day per hour to mm. adjust. Okay. Okay, we are now at what? Thursday? Time, you guys woke up on what? Sunday? Yes. Okay. If you're still feeling the effects of that on Thursday, no, it's I, all, nothing but weakness. All I asked, yeah. you're making an assumption. Yeah, I didn't say that it affected me like as of now today, because yes, you, you just did. No, no, I did. No, Maury did. Are you? Is your memory that bad that you, you said? Can't hey, remember guys, two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Is I time said, change hey. still messing with you. That's all I said. Yeah. I didn't say it messed with me. He said he's feeling great. But yeah, but you did say that. I said, has the time change affected you? No, and no, then no. Maury came in. No, 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 no. That's not what you meant. That's not what you said. I would. Can you go find the beginning of this, Maury? Yeah. Yeah, go find the beginning of this. What did I say, Shem? What did I say? I said, hey, guys, I came in here. I said, hey, guys, hey, no, I no, feel no, great. No, no, Shem, Shem. You have to put the clip in. Yeah. I yeah, said, I yeah. feel great, okay. right? And okay. then I said, hey, does the time change mess with you? Okay, okay, yeah. And then you, you flew off the handle, yeah. like, immediately. Yeah, because you're all weak. Um, <laughs> no, only I'm weak. Okay. And then Maury well, we came that. stomping in here. We know that. Anyway. I was going to go in a completely different okay, direction. So what was now, your point? What was no, your point? No, it doesn't matter now. Oh, because, here we go. Oh, because it you doesn't wanted matter. to start a fight. So uh, let's I didn't wait want to start for... a fight. <laughs> You're calling no. us weak. What? You're calling us weak. Well, you Mr. World, are weak. Mr. Look at World look Traveler. At, look at, I know. Look at Maury. You called me weak. Okay. 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 With the hand motions and everything. I know. Is this a pot kettle thing? What? No, Maury. Listen. What? Why can't I see you today? Something moved. You're like all glary. I can't I can't see him. Anyway, while Shem finds that, what was your point? What's your point? No, because you said like a day, it, it should take about a day for you to like really notice a change or make change of that change. To feel like, like a if you bit if you fly from Vancouver to Toronto or Toronto to Vancouver, yeah. right? It is gonna mess day. you up, but it's gonna take you about three days. Sure. Because it's a three hour time difference. So right? what I was going to say before you flew off the handle. Listen, I didn't fly off anything. That's my yeah, natural I state. Think you did. I'm always off the handle. <laughs> you really are. I'm kind of concerned now. Okay, go. Um, is that uh, <laughs> to adjust for the time change? Because yes. Monday I was a little bit extra tired than yes. I normally would be. Sure. Instead of getting to bed between eight and eight thirty, I got to bed between seven thirty and eight. Right. So, so I just adjusted my I adjusted my schedule no, by it's thirty kind minutes. Of the same time. I adjusted my schedule by thirty minutes. Yeah. And I woke up 
the following day feeling great that now for the past three nights, I'm crawling into bed at 7.30. You're going to bed at 7.30. Okay, hold on. So Shem just, whoops, <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, no. I'm supposed to play a song, is but guess what? this the first time Roz will oh, ever man. be wrong? Well, I've been wrong a ton of times, morning. Let me get this. Hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm supposed to play a song, but you know what? Yeah, I don't whatever. even care. Oh, Shem's laughing. Why are you laughing, Shem? Why are you laughing? Get on the microphone. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? It's going to be so good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so this hold was on. just moments ago. Where is it? Is it What's live it show called? you said? Yeah. What's it called? Okay. Uh, I don't see it here. Oh, whoops. Hold on. Uh, so if you're just joining us, Mocha came on complaining about the time change and how he's still <laughs> tired because he's weak. Oh, here it is. Um, okay. And then we needed to go and check the record. Yeah. So this is this is how this is how the show started, right? Yeah. This is exactly it. You didn't like fake something over there. There's no editing in this, right? No editing. Whatsoever. No editing whatsoever. Okay. Nope. Okay. So let's go back. Here. Okay. Here we go. Oh. I yeah. feel great, guys. Why are you feeling so great? Does the time change affect you at all? Excuse me? The time change. That was like a last week. Or it was like on the weekend. Yeah. What do you mean the time change? No. Okay. Wow. Jeez, what do you mean bad? Like, I just, I'm tired all the time now. I feel jet lagged. But you shouldn't be, though. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, listen. I, I will admit this, okay? I got, <clears throat> I will admit this, okay? Yeah. I got so angry when Maury came in. <laughs> That that I decided to burn the whole room down. Okay, so to you, Mocha, I apologize. Okay, I shouldn't have done that. I was just so angry when Maury came in complaining that five days after the clocks went back one hour that he was still missed up. I burned the whole room down. Okay, so I apologize to you. Okay, now all dead. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the CMA Awards went down last night. Uh, a couple big things from there is uh, TJ Osborne from the Brothers Osborne, who I love these two dudes, man. They are the like the coolest, kindest act I've talked to in a very, very long time. And uh, the big story was that TJ Osborne uh, came out as the real first openly gay country music uh, performer. And uh, right before they won for best, I think, vocal duo um, in the uh, auditorium last night in Nashville, he kissed his boyfriend, uh, Abby Ventura. So that was like, that's like one of the big headlines. Uh, Chris Stapleton uh, took home four awards, but it's the collaboration between Chris Stapleton and Jennifer Hudson. Sham, I want you to listen to this because I want to get your take. Anytime I got a question about Sangin, um, I need you to, to, to chime in on this. So this is Chris Stapleton and Jennifer Hudson doing You Are My Sunshine. Listen to this. You are my Right? Bro, listen. <laughs> I mean... It's a little extra for me, guys. Hey, Chris Stapleton is invited to the cookout. Are you right? kidding me? Ooh, that's church. Right? Like, listen, 
they could sing. Jesus. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to disqualify them for that. Yeah. Not my favorite rendition. But really? Huh? Yeah. Like, it's... Wow. It's good. Yeah. What? It's great. Wow. Do you hear that and your first thought is, oh, that's good. Wow. They could sing. Don't get me wrong. They could sing. No, no, no. That they knocked that out of the park. No, it's no, just... Me. It's not... It's not for me. No, that, no, they sang. And, and yeah, I, know, I know, S-A-N-G. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I know when you get into that gospel, choiry mm. vibe, it gets like that, right? Oh, and, yeah. I, and I appreciate it, and I love it, and I think it makes you feel good. Wow. But this rendition of this particular song, for me... I'm not vibing. I, I think that every now and then, and when I say every now and then, I mean every now and then, you see a performance that is not a performance. It's a moment. Yeah, that's an experience. This, this is an experience. Maybe I need to see it. Okay, play, play, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. You know what it is? Maybe, like, pick up the pace a little bit. No, I love it. This, is, to me, is the temple this song should be singing. You got kind of the Holy Ghost hit you for a little bit. Yes. Come on now. Mm. You know you got to do, Mocha? You got to turn up your face like this, like you're smelling something I'm telling you, this, song, this version of this song has affected me so much. In my head, I'm already canceling plans for Sunday morning so I can go to church. Amen. Oh, damn. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I have to play you uh, something that went down on Friday, late on the show on Friday, where Damn It Maury snuck off to go and do a, a hit with Breakfast Television because he wanted to be on television that day and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And then he, I don't know what his big plan was to go on BT, uh, but he wound up going on BT and then they just shredded him. Like it was just turned into like a roast. Yeah. Uh, what was your plan, Maury? Honestly? Yeah. My plan was I just no, sent. why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to just saying that. My plan was I sent uh, Dina Pugliez a picture. Right. I wasn't planning on, I didn't think they would have me on. I thought they would just, I'm like, here, this is a visual thing. Have, have at it. Right. And then I got a note from their um, producer uh, Friday morning saying, we need you on BT. I can't tell you why. Oh, okay. So they so they wanted to bring Morion to roast them, right? Why didn't you tell us that you were going on BT? You just, like, snuck out of the room. You have to mm-hmm. understand, we have BT on the television in here, right? Maury leaves the room. And I'm like, hey, where'd Maury go? In the middle of the show. And then I look up, and Maury's on television. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even tell anybody where you were going. Because I didn't know what it was for, so I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't, you don't tell us that you're going on television? I'm going on BT. I don't know why. You just say, I'm going on BT. Okay. Yes. Well, I, I didn't know uh, why. Please. So listen to this. Listen to how this starts. Okay. Okay. They, I've never heard somebody set up on television before uh, more to get slaughtered than the way that uh, Dina and Darren Jones uh, was on with Dina. So it's Darren Jones, uh, Dina, and uh, Devo. Devo. And damn it, Maury. But listen to the way that they set this up. I've never seen somebody get set up to be shredded so hard before. I get a text 24 hours ago. It was 7.58 a.m. yesterday. It's from Maury Sherman. You know and love him from all things Rosen, uh, Roz and Mocha. Rose and Mocha from Kiss 92.5. Uh, and he says, might be something to talk about on TV. Could be a good debate. And there is a tweet link. I open it. And it's Maury Sherman. Who tweets this, friends? Check out his tweet. 
Oddly, this photo peed me off. So it's a picture of a sandwich and somebody eating the sandwich with a fork and knife. Okay? I saw that on Reddit. Okay, here we go. Who eats a sandwich with a fork and knife? Hashtag sandwich. Guess what, Mo? We're doing it. We're talking about it right now. Okay, so at this point, Maury still thinks that his big sandwich idea is going to blow up on breakfast television. Okay? okay. So this is where it takes a turn. And if you watch the clip, Maury is like, oh, God, save me. So listen to this. Hi, Maury. I work with Maury over at KISS. Maury, you already produce a morning show. Like, literally, Roz and Mocha are on air right now. And you've snuck away to go be on television. Did you pitch a Roz and Mocha this story? No, 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 no. I only pitched you. Well, Why? no, no, that's oh not a God. good thing. Go, go work on your own show. <laughs> Don't be pitching. It's your, it's and also, visual. and I'm, I'm it's sorry. Visual. Who pitch? Who pitches their own tweets? This is going viral. <laughs> oh. Send. What are you doing, buddy? Listen, it does. It has 16 likes on Twitter and counting. Oh, oh, Guys, everybody like it. I'm liking your tweet Yo, right facts now. Facts are facts, though. Oh, oh, give Maury a like, everybody. I, and I honestly, I'm texting with Mocha right now, and he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He has. Has no idea that you snuck away oh. from the morning show you're supposed to be t- t- uh, producing to go be on another morning show. Was this going the way you thought it was going to go? Not at all. Okay. They are they are so good. That I could walk away. The show produces itself. Yeah, like that's, that's not, not, a, that. that's not a thing you want to say if you're the producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a comment. A compliment. I, I didn't know what to do. Are we talking sandwiches? Or are we no, talking? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm not interested. No. Yo, not you know what interested. this is? I'll do a Dina pun. This is a roast beef. Segment right now, like a sandwich. Okay, so then Maury's like, okay, so we're going to start throwing puns around then? Because right now I'm feeling like I'm being attacked. Uh So what's my only thing that I can do to sort of like be a part of the group here, right? Getting roasted, Maury. Why would you think you'd come on the show and be okay? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I actually think this is worthy of debate. I want to sink my teeth into this. It depends on the sandwich. If it's a sloppy sandwich. Okay, so Dina's like, okay, so maybe we can get let Maury off the hook here, uh-huh. right? And we can start talking sandwich. But and, not- Oh, and this is the part where Roz and I have already noticed that Maury's on television Correct. and also down the hall yeah. from, from where we are in the studio. So so Dina says, okay, let's let's start talking about this. And Darren Jones just will not let it go. <laughs> Gravy oh, I, or something? I'm sorry, I thought the debate was, is it inappropriate for oh. Maury to be producing a show <laughs> and going on another show? <laughs> I thought oh, that was the debate. I you relish relish in this debate. <laughs> let us discuss. Oh, I like it. He's throwing down pints. So at this point, Mocha sees Maury on television, right? And Mocha runs down the hall to try and find out what office Maury's hidden himself into. <laughs> and while Maury's live on TV, uh, Mocha was going to run up behind him and scare him, right? So listen to this. This has gone. <laughs> We've run out of time, Mocha. Doesn't matter. Okay, wait, 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 real quick, real quick. All right, Maury, Maury, doesn't matter how sloppy the sandwich is. You have to use your hands on that and just wipe your hands up after. That's it. No fork. We're going to do this whole ever. thing about how it was invented by the Earl of. No, we're not. No, we're not doing the sandwich segment. You have a whole. We're not. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so that was Mocha sneaking in the room. Okay. By the Earl of. No, we're not. No, we're not doing the sandwich segment. You have a whole. We're not. Sorry. No, go produce your own. Okay, so right now, so Darren is so annoyed at Maury, yeah. but listen to the reaction of everybody when they realize Mocha's now on breakfast television, okay? Man, you literally Get have another girl. Go do your job. Go do your real job. That you are pitching stories to them. Why are you so why why are you watching their show and not listening Uh to your show? Oh (laughs) (laughs) What a boy gotta do.
Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? No, at all? I felt so awful. <laughs> did you feel awful because you bombed on television, or did you feel awful because you snuck out and didn't tell us? A little of both. A little of both. What hurts more, though? That I bombed on television. Absolutely. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Happy birthday. What's your name? Oh, wow. I can't believe you guys actually called me back. It's Ariam. Ariam. Okay. This better not be a troll job to get on the radio, Ariam, for us to, like, wish you happy birthday. Sort of got man. Uh, Ariam texted and said, happy birthday to me. If you guys call me, I'll tell you a quick story of how Razamoka kind of saved my life in 2019. Oh, wow. So, Ariam, go ahead. So, uh, back in 2019, uh, I had my first kid. My son was born. And uh, as you guys are aware, the first few months is really hard to get some sleep. Yeah. So, I... I, and I still had to go back to work. And because of work, because of the nature of my job, I have to drive a lot. So three, four weeks after my son was born, you know, I, 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 I was very sleepy. And one day I, w- I was driving back to work. Uh, I was driving back from work, sorry. And I fell asleep behind the wheel. Oh, no. And I, yeah. And I drift and I got myself into an accident. Oh, my God. Luck- Arium, what the hell? Luckily, I drift right. So I just hit the wall. But oh I could have, you know, drifted left and it would have been much worse. So I was like, all right, I got to do something. I have to stay awake. And then I discovered the Rosa Mocha podcast. And after that, every time when I'm done working and I start driving back, I just put on the podcast and I just spend the whole time laughing aloud. So sort of in a way, you guys saved my life. Uh, so when you drifted and you hit the wall... Was it like, did you destroy your car and like the, you know, had to get a towed, police showed up and stuff like that? Or did you drift and like get scratched a little bit and you were still able to make it home safely? I had to get a tow because it was a company vehicle. Uh, so I had to stop right there. Uh, I didn't hit the wall like, you know, really hard. I was, I was going a hundred kilometers an hour, but I kind of scratched the wall and that, that the sound woke me up. Yeah, of course. And I was able, you know, to hit the brake, but then. I started thinking, I was like, oh, man, this could have been so much worse. Yeah, absolutely. If you drifted the other, you said, if you drifted the other way, you could have hit another car. Yeah, I could have came myself and much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have killed someone else. Oh, buddy. Dude, jeez, man. Ever ever since that day, so every single day when I'm done working and I I get into my car, I turn on my my phone, I always get the, the podcast on Spotify. Yeah, and I just spent it's easy breezy laughing, and the time goes away like really fast. I'm a big fan of you guys. Oh Jeez. wow, that's my story. That is incredible, wow, dude. Bro. Thank you, uh, thank you for your dedication. We're glad that you're okay. How is? Uh, did you say was it a boy or girl that you had? Or your wife a had boy. a boy. And how's a he boy. doing? Is what two years old now, or almost two? He's great. He was born in January uh, 2019, so okay. he's two and a half. He's, nice. He's gonna be three. All right. He's great. His name is Leonardo. Big shout out to my <laughs> wife, Yagi. She's probably listening to the show right now, driving yeah. to work. And they're amazing. Oh, okay, good. And everyone, and you guys are all, like all getting your sleep again? Oh, yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. As soon as he hit like eight months old, uh, my wife and I, we were like, all right, we're going to do, you know, sleep training right now. <laughs> You're going to be okay. And then it, and it all worked yeah. out. And when he started sleeping like 12, 14 hours a night. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just got to be quiet all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right on, man. Ariam, happy birthday. No, of course. Thanks, thank man. you for texting thank and you. thank you for sharing your story with us, bro. Thank you very much. Big fun, you guys. You guys, you guys have a great day. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we let you go, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I knew you were going to ask that. And as much as I want to, you know, throw Ross with the old smooth cool dude and all that, uh, I got to say, Mocha, your, your laugh and, and, you know, the way you are, you're my favorite, man. 
<laughs> no, no, no hard feelings, Ross. When somebody says, when somebody says, like, you know, I really don't want to troll Roz with like the whole smooth, cool dude thing, yeah. but but you, you, that is trolling me yeah. with that, bro. <laughs> You're you a great guy, Ross. And I love the, I love the advices that you give uh, on on Ross and Mocha fix my life because your advices are always on point, man. Okay, that doesn't makes no difference anymore. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. love you lots, like, Arium. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess. <laughs> the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Got the sweats that I had more chili fries last night. Oh God, fry supreme. I had to you do don't it. Listen. You don't I had to listen. do it. I know. I don't listen. Oh man, I don't. I don't at all. Last time you made um, for yourself a serving of chili fries for four. Yeah, um, it was extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last night's serving was no. Four. It was like that was like for two, but oh. that's really a single when you think about it. No, right. But, yeah. Yeah, a single for one person, then a single for another. <laughs> no. So for two people. It's not how life works, man. If <laughs> do you, you have anything on the side with that? What's or no? that? Oh, you don't even want to know. Okay, oh, so God, do you, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you ever get to the point in the week uh-huh. where, it, like, I always wind up hitting, like, leftover night where... It's oh, not it's yeah. not always the same night. It's not whatever. It's usually early work week because I tend to do a lot of cooking over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? And so last night I the girls wanted um taco bowls for dinner. So I made them taco bowls. Mm-hmm. And I went into the fridge being like, "Okay, well what am I going to have?" And I just start pulling out like containers and glassware and all this stuff. So I wound up last night. Oh Here we go. <laughs> okay, so I had uh, so on, on uh, so I had my fries supreme. Yeah, which was side, fresh, which is fresh. Okay, okay? because I, I made the, I made the, them taco bowls, and I'm like, yes. I kind of want that flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So I had fries supreme, fresh. which is French fries with um, melted um, Tostitos cheese, mm. and then um, uh, like taco beef. Mm. And then a dollop of uh, sour cream and mm. then cut up green onion on top. Exactly like what you would get at Taco Bell. Right. Fry Supreme. Yeah. No okay. sodium. Thank you. Okay. So that's and then, fresh. And then you. you that's fresh. Right? Yes. No, that's your your, your fresh meal that's, that you made. That's my fresh meal that and then, I made. And then you you pivot and you dip over on to the On the leftover. other plate. Uh-huh. Okay. So I had two plates in front of me. I had the Fry Supreme. And then on the other plate, I had... Um, uh, four long strips of leftover Korean beef short rib. Oh, God. Four? Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, how long are we talking? Like, eight inch. Wow. Right? All of that. Okay. You had four eight-inchers. Four, four eight-inchers. Okay. okay. And I, go, like, and I, like, I don't leave anything. Like, I put the bone sideways in my mouth, oh. twirl it around, yeah, facts. And, and grind the bone with my teeth. Okay? Same-sies. Like, nothing yeah. is left. No. Uh, okay, so I have four of those, and then I also had about, wow. uh, I'm going to say about eight or nine homemade um, chicken nuggets that I made. How big are those chicken nuggets? Like a little bit bigger than regular-sized chicken nuggets. Okay, and then two big spoonfuls of sausage stuffing that I made when I made fake Thanksgiving dinner on Friday. <laughs> well, how, how are you even alive and breathing right now? I don't know. That that is know. an instant food coma. Yeah. So did you eat 
all those things in <sighs> order, or were you dipping from no, every go, single? I go back and forth. I do a circle. Okay. I do a circle on like the plate. Like one bite like, from the fry yeah, supreme. Yeah. A little bit of the, yes. the short ribs. Yes. Right? Yeah, I do the- A little bit of the chicken mm, nuggets. I do the full tour. I do the full tour. The spoonful of yes. meat. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was all okay. it was so, all meat. So you have that and yeah. you finish eating everything. At 9.35. You fall asleep at 9.40. Yeah. You're sweating today. I'm not good shape. Oh no. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You just pick your nose like it's no big deal in there anymore. <laughs> I was sitting here for like like a good 90 seconds staring at Maury. Mm. Maury sits uh, just off to my right, Mocha's left, in a, another room, but there's a big glass window. And the lights are so dim in there that I think that he thinks that nobody can see him. I just stared at Maury. And his whole thumb up to that middle knuckle mm. was right up in that nostril. But... At times, he was, like, moving it around like he was doing business up there. But then it's almost like his hand got tired, but he just left it there. Just in case one fell out? Yeah, no, like no, one appeared? No, like, you know when you're walking up a flight of stairs and you're out of shape and you get about halfway and then you just take a break? Like, you take a breather, right? No, no. Right? Some people do, Mocha, you stud. Okay? Some people have experienced that before in their life. But that's what Maury's hand was doing. Twos. Maury's hand was up there, and then it's like it got tired, and all the fingers just went limp, and it took a little break. And then I was watching, and then like 30 seconds later, okay, back at it again. Well, it's because I, I was reading something, so I had to Is stop what I was doing to focus on reading. You, you can't pick your nose and read at the same time? Can you? <laughs> Maury ripped a huge fart in here before you got in as no, well, we in didn't. that room. What are yeah. you doing, man? What's the matter? It was what's almost going on with like your body? I, I don't all- think like anybody could see or hear me in there. Okay, what's going on with your body right now? What's happening? It's been two years of eating what I want. Right, that's what it is, not getting huh? enough two? sleep. And- yeah. yeah. Is it a brand- no, I'd say before the pandemic, I, I, was, I was half decent. Yeah, is that a brand new shirt? It is. Do you like it? It is. Hey, let me ask you a question. I got a question for you, Mocha. I got a question for you, Maury. And I guess anybody else who's listening right now, I know we just started and all. Uh, when you buy new clothes, right, do you wash them before you wear them? Sometimes I do, yeah. What? Okay, well, explain why sometimes. Um, I think... Like a t-shirt. Let's say you buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Sometimes I have. Like if it I, comes it, in a plastic wrapper, you don't? Uh, when I order stuff from the bay, yeah, a lot of the stuff I order from the bay, it shows up pre-packaged, like right. already within the packaging. So you don't wash. So that one I won't wash. But if I pick up a shirt like at a store right. or something gets delivered yeah. and it's not in any type of plastic wrapping whatsoever, right. I may wash that one. I do sometimes just to loosen the fabric. You did not we- wash that though. No. No. Well, because the thing is, it's a medium, and I needed a medium today, so I just ripped it out of the package and put it on. What do you, why do, what do you mean you needed a medium today? Why well, today? Matthew has this same shirt in a small. Yeah. And I accidentally wore that. Right. I needed a medium. Oh, I gotcha. You guys aren't the same size anymore. No, we'll get back to that. Okay, so do you wash your clothes before, with brand new clothes before you Hell wear them? No. Really? Because Catherine does. Yeah. I, it Anything... doesn't matter what comes in the house. It doesn't matter what comes in the house. Sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes so she'll be like, oh, what would you get? And I'm like, I just ordered a couple of t shirts. She's like, cool. She will go to the kitchen, open them, and like chuck them into the laundry Matthew room. Matthew got mad because like I once wore underwear right from the store, and he said, you got to wash underwear before you wear it because what if someone tried it on? I'm like, who that tries was... on underwear? First of all, you're not allowed to. Yeah, Nobody not tries allowed. on underpants. Yeah. You can't try on underpants. God, I would never show. I wouldn't. 
I would never wear underwear. Yeah. I would make my own. Sure. Right? Yeah. If you were allowed couple to go... Of you, if, couple of YouTube videos? If you were, make yes, undies? yes. If yeah. you were allowed to go into a store and try on underpants, no, I would be the guy who made his own yeah. underpants. You're... You are... As an individual, you should know what size you are and how certain styles fit. To be right. able to go into a store and pick that up, take it home, no, nope, it's not without about trying the size, it size, Mocha. It's about the fabric. How it looks? No, it's about how does the fabric feel on your skin. Oh, God, it feels like underpants. All yeah. underpants feel the same. No. All underpants no, feel the same. Fabric so do you, hard do you fabric. wash your underpants before you wear them when no. you buy them? No. no. Me neither. I like them. No. I'm right at the pack. Yeah. They feel dynamite to me. Sometimes, and some T-shirts. Like yeah. I, I don't. I know Jenna will wash anything that she buys for cruise. Right. Yes. Anything, any right. clothing. Because mothers think everything is covered in chemicals. Yeah. Right? So as soon as it gets home, tags are off yes. in the wash right away. Right, right. Because it's covered in it's yeah. dirty chemicals, but right? But for me, like something shows up. I know. I'll put it like, I'll put it under fresh underpants on. She'll be like, oh, why don't you try it on? Let me see. I'm like, you yeah. What about washing it first? Like, it's yeah. 10 seconds out the packaging. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, quickly approaching Christmas. We're almost done our Christmas shopping. Are you really? Shut up. What? Uh, nobody wants to hear that. Why? Because I'm just a saying. Of, a lot of people haven't even started yet. Okay. Why are you taking such offense to it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a flex. You know that's a flex. No, you know the reason why is because a lot of things are places, hard to get, and we're all running out of time quickly. No, sold out already. Oh, great! Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's for real. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's awesome. But to help get you into the uh, into the into the spirit of the holidays, because um, in our neighborhood, we notice a lot of people have been putting up the outdoor light decorations, not yeah. like anything like on the lawn or anything like that, right, right. but just getting the lights set up in the garden and on the houses and stuff like that. Right? Uh, Amazon Music just announced that they've got a ton of holiday programming, and they've teamed mm. up with a ton of mm. artists and have started releasing uh, some Christmas music. Camila Cabello has a song. Oh, yeah? Our girl, she Alessia Cara, are has these a song. Are these original tracks, or are they, uh, they covering classics? No, some of them are classics. Love some that. are original. Uh, here, we'll go through it. Let me play for you the Camila Cabello one. This is uh, her take on I'll Be Home for Christmas. I'm dreaming tonight of a place I love even more. Nice, right? Classic. Yeah. Very traditional. That's a weird way to say Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Right? Hold on, let me go back there. Christmas. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Right? Listen again. Okay, pause for one second, pause for one second, pause for one second. Yeah, okay, bro, 
Okay, it, like it's I'll Be Home for Christmas is the name of the song, right? Right. Okay, you have Camila Cabello, one of the biggest pop stars in the world, doing, doing your track. Yes. Somebody, okay, I know she has like a thing and people like to like put an affect on their voice and all this stuff with pronunciation. You hear a lot of that in pop music, okay? Mm-hmm. When it's, when the line is I'll Be Home for Christmas, okay, when somebody brutalizes the word Christmas as she just did, somebody has to step in and say, can we try it with like a regular pronunciation on Christmas? Mm-hmm. And she's probably like, no, I think it sounds nice. Play that again for me. I'll be home for Christmas. Okay. She, okay, wait, wait. I need to see if she says it again, again the same way. Come on, man. See, right she there, got she it says there. Christmas. Yes. Yeah, there. But she earlier, nailed. she said Chris Moist. That, okay, now we have a continuity issue. Okay. What the hell? That's a whole new word. You can't switch. You can't switch. No. Chris Mice. Chris Moise. Chris Moise. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? So she's, so listen to the background singers, That's okay? That's what I want to do. Yeah, okay. And then listen to her because they both say it differently. The guys in the background are saying, I'll be home for Christmas. She's singing on top of them saying, I'll be home for Chris Moise. Listen, right here. This is a this sounds yeah. like a troll job. Listen. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. If if by the end of the day I can't go on Amazon and buy a Merry Christmas card with Camila Cabello <laughs> on the cover of it. M-O-I-S-E? Yeah, I think it would or be M-O-Y-S-E. Moist. No, it'd be the same as moist, right? M-O-I-S-E? Yeah. Yeah. But she says Christmas, Christmas there. Yo, Camila Cabello, come on now. I've never heard anything like this before. This may be next to, uh, Hold on. baby, it's cold outside. Okay, Christmas. Yeah. Um, this may be the most controversial Christmas song since uh, baby, it's cold outside. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Everything else about the song is so perfect and beautiful. Every other part of the song is perfect and beautiful. But nobody has ever pronounced... Oh, hold on, wait. Mm. Okay. Nobody has ever pronounced Christmas as Chris Moist. I know. Not even with an accent does but it ever come out Christmas. The weird thing is that two or three times in the song, she actually says Christmas. That's the problem. And then she's singing. This, this on is Camila Cabello, by the way, doing I'll Be Home for Christmas. And she sings on top of like the background vocals. The guys are saying Christmas, and she's still saying Christmas.
So this was just released, right? Yeah. Amazon Music. Amazon right. Music. Camila Cabello doing I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah, okay, yeah. bro. <laughs> Stop it, Camila. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> this is not the season. Come to do this. on. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, let me read you this headline here. Uh, so Cal Penn, who's out promoting his new memoir, um, where he came out and he's uh, revealed that he's been with his uh, now fiance for I think ten or eleven years. Um, and everybody's now remembering when Cal Penn did uh, two years at the White House during mm-hmm. the Obama administration when he left movies and went to work for Obama. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, such a big thing at the time oh, big that time. he walked away and went to work for Obama for a couple of years. Uh, but let me read you this headline, which is uh, Cal Penn almost took Barack Obama to a strip club. So the president <laughs> Cal Penn Almost took Barack Obama to a strip club. So he was on the. Uh, listen to this. He was on the Kelly Clarkson show. This is uh, Cal Penn and Kelly. Is it true that you almost took the president to a strip club? All right. I, <laughs> I, I, it's a. It's a, it's a. It's a stretch to I say almost took, but I I I did commit. Uh, and here's hmm. what happened. I it was my like second week there, third week. There. <laughs> Oh my right? God. I'm new to D.C. I needed a haircut, and I just went to the closest place to my apartment, uh, right outside of DuPont Circle in D.C., and this guy, Rodolfo, was the barber, and he recognized me and said, I love your movies. I heard that you're working at the White House, and just talks my ear off. And I'm looking at my BlackBerry, trying to do work emails while he's cutting my hair and also trying to be nice. And he says, you know, uh, I own a, a tapas bar that you should check out. And I said... Well, uh, I love tapas. I, me too. Yeah. And, I was getting hungry, so I said, that's great. And he said, you should actually bring your, your office, the White House Office of Public Engagement, to my, to my tapas bar. And I was like, oh, sure, I mean, maybe. And then he says, well, you should bring the president, too. So he gives me his card, I put your it in my pocket. Bar? I get home, I put my phone, wallet, keys on my desk, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude's card. And I look at it, it says, Rodolfo's Ladies Topless Bar. <laughs> and I was like... Which is amazing. So I had to go in the next day, tell my boss what I did. <laughs> oh, no. Because I could only imagine that the Politico or TMZ story was oh. Kumar promises, like, <laughs> strip club experience for White House oh, staff. No. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, because the problem with that is, is that barber would then say to everybody he knows, hey, Kumar's bringing Obama to my strip club. Yeah. Right? And I then told it him about out, it. Right. He he said, yeah, sure, no problem. Yes, and most, that would not affect most people, right? But, but Cal Penn is so right. Oh that would not God. affect most people. Most people would not care. But because Kumar went to work at the White House. And it's a second it's week a there. It's a story. Of course. <laughs> what is tapas? I know what topless is. What is tapas? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I see it all the time. Does anybody actually know? Can you help me out here? Little nibblies, appetizer. Of what huh? though? Oh, like- yeah, you don't know. Just say you don't know. No, you don't know. Tapas. What is tapas? Been, I don't know what this. I, see it, I see it all the time. And people have asked me if I like tapas, and I say yes. T-A-P-A-S. Let's but see. I know, but uh, I don't know what it means. Spanish appetizers. What? Spanish appetizers. But like what, though? What, Maury? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maury literally went to Wikipedia and read yeah. the very first what line. What is tapas? Spanish yeah. appetizers, right? <laughs> That's exactly Bro, what it says. you need to do better than that, okay? <laughs> That's that- not enough information, homie, Okay. <laughs> 
Jesus. Come on, man. We'll give you one more chance. Hey, Maury, what is Olive Garden? A restaurant. <laughs> okay. What, would they, what do they serve at Tapas? Okay. What, what's Traditionally, the... they are small savory dishes, snacks, or appetizers of Spanish cuisine. It might be bread and meat or a selection of dishes from ham, stuffed mussels, mm. stuffed mussels, fried squid to olives, sautéed mushrooms, and other vegetables. Essentially, Tapas <laughs> is a small plate of servings. <laughs> How many D's are in vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Mia, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Ah, dilemma, 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 huh? The biggest. All right, I want to move to Vancouver. Do I wait for a job opportunity or just go? Oh, uh, you wrote this. Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. Uh, you are currently living in Toronto, and you've been wanting to move out to Vancouver for years. Uh, you've been there a couple of times. You really love it. You already got a trip booked. Uh, there is potential job opportunity with my current company in Vancouver, uh, but that wouldn't be available in a few years. Um, but, you know, if you wait, that it might be too late for you. Um, you said that you want to move next year when your lease is up because uh, yeah. you're also scared of waiting for future job opportunities, so on and so forth. Um, so what is this potential that you have with the new with your current job out there? Well, the rep that we have out there, because our company is based here in Toronto, the rep we have out there is going to retire in three to four years. Like, it's a for sure thing, but three to four years is a really long time. Hmm. Right. Is there another opportunity within the company you're working with now in Vancouver that you could, like, kind of transition in the position that you're in right now until you could potentially get that promotion? Nothing that is already there, but I was going to try to propose some sort of remote situation. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that first, before you start making any sort of drastic decisions, I think that you have to explore these options with your company. Um, I, I think that you might be surprised. I think that if you went to them and said, hey, listen, my goal is to wind up on the West Coast. My goal is to wind up in Vancouver. Uh, I, but I really love working for this company. And I know that there is maybe, you know, potential opportunities that are sort of, you know, still years away out there, but I don't want to walk away from this company. And, you know, is there any way that we could talk about exploring opportunities out there for me uh, so I can get out there and start sort of living that life and get my life back and get a little bit of happiness and, you know, fulfill this dream that I have without leaving the company that, uh, that I love. I love working with you guys. I like this company. I think that you should bring that to them. And if they say no, you then have to decide, how old are you? I'm 26. You're 26. Are you married? No. Any kids? No. Any like boyfriend, girlfriend? No. No. Nothing. Okay. You are in your pri- <laughs> you are in what Mo and I always call your prime jump years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you don't have a lot of jump years. And that I know. and that is that you are in this unique position where you are employed, you got a little bit of money, you got a little bit of direction, you're independent and you have the ability to jump. Those years are going to be gone before you know it. You're going to be out of your jump years. And uh, I will always encourage somebody to just go for it because there's nothing, especially moving to Vancouver, there's nothing that can't be undone. Mm-hmm. You may set yourself back a little while, but the, the regret that comes with sort of not following your gut and not giving yourself the opportunity to, you know, live out a dream, 
um, that you have is 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 damaging. You know, it, it, it just fosters regret and second guessing yourself. And I think that when That's you're, I think, I think that when you're in your jump years, I, I, you know, I will always, unless it's something stupid, but you're in your jump years. So why not? Who cares? And it sounds like Vancouver is like completely distracting your mind from anything and everything else. And if you don't make the jump over there, you're just going to always be thinking, what if, what if, what if, right? And you won't That's know. That's what I've been doing since 2017. Yeah, see, it's been yeah. on your mind that long. So I don't think yeah. that there's anything wrong with speaking to your company and exactly what Roz said. Hey, I love it here. Yeah. We have offices over there. Here's how I think we can make this work. Or is there something else within the company that is out there if you need to be, uh, you need me to be like physically in the office for, uh, how can we make this work? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you are going to regret not going there if you don't go there. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, even if I go there and let's say after a year or two, I want to come back, like you can always come home. But then absolutely. Yeah. You always hear everybody else's opinion about like, oh, like what's out there for you, all that stuff. And then I have a best friend here that we do absolutely everything together from grocery shopping yeah. to the gym, working. I see her every single day. I'm like, how do I go to a new place? Now you make new friends. And adjust. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But that's part of the adventure, right? I think I'm going to try. I'm just scared of the of the turndown. But well, I think I'm going to try. Don't be afraid. Okay. Don't be afraid. There's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Nothing. I knew you guys were going to say that, by the way, there's about no- the prime jumping years. Yes, there's there's <laughs> nothing. It, there, it, yeah, there's there's it. nothing to be afraid of. There there should be no no fear involved from talking to your company about this. Oh, okay. I think I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last thing is, are you guys going to ask me the question? Oh, for God's sake. Okay, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Hands down, pants down, Roz. Oh, I did but I not tell you why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, just so you know, Mia. Just so you know, Roz's uh, hand is on his face and his eyes are half closed. Okay, go ahead. I Oh, I have listened to this show. I know exactly what, what his body language looks like right now. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to like this, though. Every single time I'm talking to anybody, no matter what the situation is, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like that time on Roz and Mocha when Roz said this. And I give Roz's advice oh. because Roz's advice is the best. And I swear, I think I referenced the show Every day, if not multiple times a day. Really? Oh, nice. huh? Well, see, I'll take yeah. that win. And just um, don't forget about us. Okay. I mean, you can listen to us in Vancouver when you get there. Right. But oh, still do course. still do that same thing. Still continue uh, telling people how great I am. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say, like, spread the word about the Roz and Mocha show. But no. That's not. No, that's just about Roz. That doesn't interest her, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all the best, Mia. You know what? We, we're going to hang on to your info. We're going to follow up with you yeah. in a couple of months to see what happened, okay? Sounds good. Thank okay. you guys so much. Love Thank you lots, Mia. Good Bye. luck. Love you guys. Bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Um, keep James Corden was trending all weekend. Keep James Corden? Yeah. Why? Because it's keep James Corden away from Wicked. Because, <laughs> you know, so on oh. Friday they announced the cast of the live action uh, version of Wicked, right? Uh-huh. It's, Have you ever uh, seen it? Have you watched a play? No, I haven't. I, I. But I don't like Maury. Come in here for a second. Explain. You don't like plays? No, I can't. I can't do live theater, man. It's, it's the not for me. Origin story of the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yes. And it has like one of the most awesome. No, isn't songs. it the origin story of, of the Wicked the witch? witch? The Wicked Witch. Sure. Yes. The, the Wizard of like how they there's a good witch about how they met. Yes. They were like you know. Are they sisters. Yes, and like roommates. So they met <laughs> because they're sisters. I see what you right? did there. Right? <laughs> what? <laughs>
<laughs> and it's such a fun song in it, too. I'm going to be popular. Like, it's so fun. How's it go? I'm going to be popular. What else is it? How else does it go? Oh, that's the only line I remember. Oh, wow. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, no so, wonder it's a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Anyway, so the petition, uh, and in like within hours, it had 10,000 signatures oh, uh, to keep People James really Corden like guy, huh? out of Wicked the movie. No, I think it's just because James Corden is, for some reason, um, I mean, he's a huge fan of live theater and he's associated with the Tonys and all of the, and all of this stuff. Uh, but he just shows up in everything. Anytime right. somebody does a musical there anything, there's James Corden. Cat. And I think that people have, there's been a backlash against his contributions to these types of films and productions gotcha. before. But he's not right? horrible in them. Yeah, but he's not great in them. No, I know, but he doesn't go in and ruin it. Like, he's giving it his best. Like right. He's, he's, I think he was fine. Right. But they, but, and I was thinking about this. Wasn't this the exact same role that years ago sort of Nathan Lane had in Hollywood, where anytime you had something musically or whatever it was that was associated with Broadway, there's Nathan and, Lane. And you, there's Nathan Lane. I know, but David right? Hyde Pierce. Yes, and David Hyde Pierce. But correct. For some reason, people have such a soft spot for. Nathan Lane. Yes, they do. Like he's beloved by everybody. Yes. Which is why yeah, if he however, shows up, I if he shows up in a musical, you don't mind. Not at all. I yeah. used to you love would welcome Nathan him. Lane. Yeah. So and then I stood at a stage door waiting for him for an autograph, and he, I was the only one there, and he blew past me and wouldn't sign anything. Okay. Well, maybe he had a hard day. Maybe he just wasn't happy. Maybe he didn't like the show. Maybe he whatever. Right. I bought tickets to the play just to get an autograph. Wow. Anyway, uh, but Ariana Grande and uh, Cynthia Cynthia Arrivo are mm -hmm. the two uh, stars that are going to be in Wicked. Oh, nice. And uh, people have they said who they're playing yet or no? Uh, yeah. So. Um, Glinda is going to be uh, Ariana Grande, okay. and the then Cynthia, witch? I believe, is going to be the um, evil witch. Oh, okay, right? Yeah, I think that that's how, I think that that's how the casting is going to go. I couldn't see it going the other way, um, but uh, but yeah, no people definitely. So if you see James Corden tre uh, trending, and there's a petition and everything else, but what was trend? What oh. was trending? And it was interesting because what was trending was keep James Corden, and it had nothing to do with Wicked, right? So you actually had to to, to click on it to find out what it was. Oh. Keep James Corden, and then it was keep James Corden, and then you would click, and it would go out of Wicked, right? So gotcha. you actually had to sit there. Because when uh, you first said what the hashtag was, yes, I assume maybe he was getting canceled from the network, or like no, he was he done, finished his deal with Apple. No, or something. he must see these hashtags too. Oh, I'm sure oh, yeah. he does. Yeah, we'll probably do something about this on a show. No, have a little bit of fun. But do a little song fans, and dance about it. This many people sign a petition. If the offer is given to him, don't you think he'd be like, but people don't want me there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, that I don't know. So, because, uh, yeah, because he really, people were very unhappy when he showed up in that movie, The Prom. Very unhappy. Okay, but I actually liked the movie. Right. <laughs> you know, he, uh, there's another movie, real quick, there was another movie he was in, I was catfished, um, with Into the Woods. Into the Woods? Mm -hmm. Which one's that? That's the one where it was like a bunch of fairy tales that kind of like intertwined. Oh, was he other. in that? Yeah, he was singing See, in that. He was go. like the main character in that one. And yeah. I didn't know it was a musical, and Jenna really wanted to watch a movie. Right. And as soon as we... Uh, as soon as the movie started and they were like singing, I was like, this can't be the whole movie. But I'll tell and you. And then partway through, it was like the entire movie is pretty much singing. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Isn't yeah, that an yeah. older film? 
Yeah, but oh, like I, forever, they, they, they did remake it. But the, P, James Corden is disliked so much in musicals mm. that when you start reading through articles, like they like they pin the disastrous results of Cats on James Corden. Oh God! Like really? as bad as Cats was, yeah. people think that he was the worst part of that. Wow, that's saying a yeah, lot. Yeah, because you're that's not going to blame Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yeah. Are you going to blame Idris Elba? Judy Dench? Yeah. Right? <laughs> She's the name! No. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. One of my favorite shows ever. The Sopranos. Uh, did you watch that movie they released? I did. Didn't really like it. No, it was garbage. Many Saints of Newark. Yeah. Wasn't what um, I had expected. Didn't really like it. But when I went to Twitter to see if anyone else kind of shared my same uh, dislike for the movie. Yeah. There's like so many people. And I don't know if these are even bigger Sopranos fans than I am. Yeah. But so many people were like calling it a masterpiece and loved it. No. Absolutely. No. When I looked, I searched The Many Saints of Newark. And this was opening weekend. So maybe people were still hype off of just watching it and loving it. But I just felt like the movie kind of I heard like, nobody. I didn't hear dragging. one person that wasn't dragging that movie. Really? No. No, the reviews are awful for it. Uh, didn't really like it. But The Sopranos, on the other hand, has been called um, by many people yes. one of the greatest television series in history. Aired from uh, 99 to 2007. So creator David Chase, who also co-wrote that Many Saints in Newark, he was on a podcast recently called Awards Chatter to talk about The Sopranos. And one thing that always, always comes up is the ending, the controversial ending yeah. to the series. Now, keep in mind, I didn't see this, so you're going to have to explain it to oh. somebody who never saw it. Okay, spoiler alert. So before we get to that, let me just... Two things that I learned about in listening to this interview, right, is David Chase's grandmother, her name was Teresa Melfi. Okay. That's important because the therapist, Tony Soprano's therapist in the show, her name is Dr. Jennifer Melfi. Okay. So taken from that, right? Also, this one's super weird. Follow me, though. <laughs> I'm trying. We're talking, we're talking Chase's, grandmothers right okay, now, listen, man. David Chase's Some, father's business partner. Okay, you went too far down the listen tubes to this, yesterday, though. Listen, bro. listen to this. Listen to this, okay. though. David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, yeah. his father's business partner had a kid that David Chase knew and hung out with. They were the same age. Yeah. That kid had a cousin named Toby Soprano. <laughs> T-O-B-Y. Shut up. I swear. Right? How do you not know that from like up to now, though? Like, how has that not come out? I, I've never done like a deep dive. No, but like we should all know that. We should all know that somewhere in the world there's somebody named Toby Soprano. <laughs> right? Yeah. And all David Chase did was change literally one letter. But also, could you imagine being <laughs> Toby Soprano if you're like a regular dude? Right? And not connected at, at all. all. Like, yeah. there's a regular guy living a regular life in a regular house. Yeah, you got your or, regular family. Or even less than regular. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so. Toby Soprano. So we get to them talking about the last episode in the series, right? Right. Controversial cut to black. So let me set the scene because for someone who hasn't watched right. that episode, watch the show. So Tony Soprano is sitting in a diner okay. with his wife and his son, AJ, right? Okay. And they're waiting for Tony's daughter to show up at this diner to hang out. Okay. 
and Tony's a little bit paranoid because a whole bunch of stuff went down. People want to whack him. Yeah. Okay. He's always watching his back, right? Gotcha. As, as am I. Uh, right. Uh, he hears the bell at the diner, the front door open. Ding, ding. Right? Yeah. He looks up. Right. And then cuts to black. Oh, so you don't know if he got whacked or not. So you have no idea. Man. What happened? Don't like that. I didn't uh, even see the show, and I hate that ending. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's David Chase talking. Uh, the interviewer sets it up with a question. You said, quote, well, I had that death scene in mind for years before, close quote. A, do you remember specifically when the ending first came to you? And B, was that a slip of the tongue? No. No? Because the scene I had in my mind was not that scene. Okay. Uh, nor did I think of cutting to black. At that, I had I had a scene in which Tony comes back from a meeting in New York in his car. At the beginning of every show, he came from New York into New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the last scene was going to be him coming from New Jersey back into New York for a meeting um, at which he was going to be killed. And when did the alternative ending first? Do you remember when it occurred to you? I think I had this notion. I was driving down Ocean Park Boulevard mm-hmm. near the airport. And I saw a little restaurant. It was kind of like a shack that served breakfast. And for some reason, I thought, Tony should get it in a place like that. (laughs) Um, Why? I don't know. That was like two years before. So he's saying he's dead then. He's alluding to the fact that Tony dies. Well, he's not alluding. He straight up said it. No, he just said, wouldn't it be cool if? No, he said Tony should get it in a place like that. But then we don't end up seeing it. And then all the backlash happens, and here's what he says about it. I had no idea it would cause that much. I mean, I forget what was going on in Iraq or someplace, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. Or, or London had been bombed. And right. Nobody was talking about that. They were talking about The Sopranos. <laughs> and um, I w- it was kind of incredible to me, but yeah. I, I had no idea it would be that much of a, an uproar. It was it annoying. What was annoying was how many people wanted to see Tony killed. That, that bothered me. It's David Chase, creator of The Sopranos. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, I read this crazy, crazy story about Will Smith. And it's not a story that's like, I've never heard this story before, but it's Will Smith telling this story. He's got his uh, his new memoir coming out soon called mm-hmm. Will. So he's like spilling the tea on everything in his life, right? Yeah. So in the book, he talks about this complicated relationship he had with his father and he admits that one time he thought about killing his dad yeah he said quote when i was nine years old i watched my father punch my mother in the side of her head so hard that she collapsed and spit blood that moment probably more than any other moment in my life has defined who i am will smith said that in everything he's done since that moment there's been quote Subtle string of apologies to his mother for not standing up for her. Mm. Then when he was a teenager, his folks separated. And he still wasn't able to shake that guilt from the past. Even when his father was dying from cancer and Will Smith was taking care of his dad. Will Smith said, and I quote, this is from his book, Will, uh, his memoir. He says, uh, one night... As I delicately wheeled him from his bedroom towards the bathroom, a darkness arose within me. As a child, I'd always told myself that I would one day avenge my mother. 
that when I was big enough, when I was strong enough, when I was no longer a coward, I would slay him. I pause at the top of the stairs. I could shove him down and get away with it. And then Will Smith says he just shook his head and then continued to help his dad. And mm. then his dad ended up passing away in 2016. Wow. And he said, uh, quote, in the end, it will not matter one single bit how well people loved you. You'll only gain the smile based on how well you love them. Mm. And you always think, like, you hear these stories about, like, Will Smith or whatever. Like, you know, like, the kind of some of the good stuff and yeah. then, you know, like, the, the relationship. Mm-hmm that he's got with Jada and then, you know, the relationship with his kids and stuff like yeah. that. Like some of the fun stuff that you know about Will Smith. And it's like this. Because he kinda, had to ride that for so long. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of that is like, you know, based off of like Freshman's Bel Air. And yeah. you see the funny guy, the likable guy. That was the wanna, brand. And that was exactly, that was yeah. the brand. That was the guy that he wanted to, to kind of personify yeah. even more. And then now we're getting some of these darker moments in Will Smith's, uh, in his new book. And Will's, Will Smith's one of those, you know, it's like his his start was even so crazy because nobody knew who Will Smith was until he was the Fresh Prince, right? Yeah. But his name was Will, and it was very much him being like he like that's the kind of show where somebody who's super famous and has been around for a long time gets to play themselves on television, sure, right? Like you you this is something that happens later in your career, yeah. as opposed to the beginning of your career. And so because that's where everybody was introduced to Will Smith, when you see Will Smith doing all these movies later in life, I don't look at that as a young Will Smith whose dreams are coming true. I see Will Smith in Men in Black as a grown-up version of the Will from Fresh Prince. Sure. I, already like, established. To me, he's that guy. Yeah. He was no... There was no other guy other than Will on Fresh Prince. Yeah. Right? Even though that wasn't the real guy. And so it's only now that you're realizing, you know, all the times that maybe you got Will Smith wrong. Yeah, right? completely. Uh, but I'm, I can't wait to see or read more of these revelations, but uh, his new mem- memoir will be out soon. Call Will. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Did you uh, see this clip of Billie Eilish singing with the Count from Sesame Street? <laughs> oh, no. That's a lot of information to take I'm in gonna right now. I'm going to tell you. It's actually, I know, like, we all know what the Count sounds like, right? Like, one, two. He sounds like me when I do Dracula, right? Like, right. we all know the Count's voice. Uh, today, by the way, is the, I guess it's the 52nd anniversary of Sesame Street. It debuted in oh, 19, it? 1969. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz is still mad at Big Bird for getting the vaccine. All that really? other stuff. There's a lot of Sesame Yo, Street news this week. It's crazy. I saw a lot of people going in on Big Bird this week. Yeah. yeah I know everybody's unhappy with Big Bird. <laughs> Calm so down, crazy. y'all. It's Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but uh, but shockingly, Billie Eilish, like when you think of the count, the way that the count talks, because we mm-hmm. all know, right, the way that the count talks. Mm-hmm. And then you think of the way Billie Eilish sings, where she does that like super sort of like whispery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you put the two voices together, like Billie Eilish and the count actually work really well together. When I'm counting with you. Number sounds so much better. All right, then. Here is what we'll do. <laughs> Come on, let's count to two. One, two of birds. <laughs> One, two heads all together. <laughs> He's super into it. Come on, let's count to two. 
Men kan inte tuda, ha? Not bad, right? All right. A little subtle from the count, which is something you don't often get. No, you you certainly uh, you certainly. Uh, but don't. I agree that the two of them they they match. <laughs> it's so like when weird. prior to hearing this, I never would have put the two of them. Why would you have? You're not crazy. Together, right? Right. Because of the count, and sometimes he's a little bit louder. Right. A little bit more boisterous. Yeah. Does your kid still watch Sesame Street? Um, did he yeah. ever watch Sesame Street? He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did, huh? Especially Elmo. Really loved Elmo. Right. And I love watching all the uh, the Elmo Because yeah, my kid loved Elmo, but never watched Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, he did. Because we only had, El- like, she, Roxy knew Elmo because we had, like, a dancing Elmo. Mm-hmm. Like a doll, right? Yes. That you would, she would just, like, turn, like, I don't know, you squish his hand or something like that. And he or would just, belly. Yeah, and he would just, like, groove, right? Yeah. Like, he would, like, sing and all this Cruise stuff. Had one of those but I don't know if she ever actually watched Sesame Street. he was younger, but he was, like, uh, I don't know, he was kind of scared of it. Right, right, right. Some of those things are terrifying, I know, man. because they, like... They're so real. They shake like crazy, like they're possessed. Yes, yes. Right? Some of the almost. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, eventually he got into, eventually he got into, into Sesame Street. And still now, like, yeah. we'll watch it every now and then. You will, huh? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. Billie Eilish with, uh, with the count. <laughs> Special appearance by Elmo. Yes. On Sesame Street. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ed Sheeran's still out promoting his uh, new album, Equals. And he was on Fallon. We've heard the stories that Ed Sheeran and Elton John are really good friends. Elton calls him every day. So much that Elton calls him yeah. every single day. And they have these like long discussions and they've teamed up to create a Christmas song. They've collaborated. And listen to Ed Sheeran telling Jimmy Fallon about this collaboration and a discovery that he made when the two of them were coming up with like a title for the song. We've got a Christmas song coming out. Um, together. Wait, um, you and Elton John? Me and Elton John. Yeah. He's got one of my favorite Christmas songs ever. Yeah, well, so he... So, Step into Christmas? Yeah, so he rang me on Christmas Day um, and said... Because he was so buzzed that Step, Step Into Christmas gets a higher chart position every single year. So I think it went in at 13 in the 80s, and it was like number six last year in, in England. So he's like, I want to do another Christmas song. Do you want to do one with me? And I've always been quite against Christmas. Not I don't like Christmas. I love Christmas. But in terms of doing a Christmas song, you need to chuck the kitchen sink at it. You need, if you're going to do it, do, really a pro- do it. I have a Northern Irish friend that says if you're going to get done for stealing a horse, you might as well f- it, you know? <laughs> 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 Hey! Stealing the horse. Yeah. Um, so I, so I was like, I said to Elton, I was like, I don't really want to do a Christmas song unless we're going in, unless it's like, unless it's like sleigh bells, ding dong. Yeah, it's just it needs needs to be a proper Christmas song. So I wrote a chorus, and then I went to go and stay with him, and we wrote three, and one of them was this one called Merry Christmas. So okay, so get this. So. We write it, um, and I title it Merry Christmas, and I'm like, we're going to have to change that title because there's probably loads of songs called Merry Christmas. And I went on Spotify, and I typed in Merry Christmas. Nothing. There's Merry Christmas Everyone, there's Happy Xmas, there's Merry Xmas, there's War is Over. Like, like, all these things. There's not a song called Merry Christmas. And then I went on YouTube and checked it out, and it baffled me. Like, there's, it's kind of like this, this glitch in a video game where no one's thought... <laughs> wow! No one's thought to... Yeah. Yeah. Really? 
song? There's no song called Merry Christmas? Come According on. According to Ed Sheeran and recording a Christmas collab with Elton John. Let me just double check Hold real on quick. Here. Let me go on Apple Music. Merry Christmas uh, songs. The first thing that comes up on mine is NSYNC, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, right. followed by All I Want for Christmas is You from Mariah, followed by The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, uh, followed by Christmas uh, Baby Please Come Over by Mariah. Um, I can't. Oh, there's something here called yeah, that's an artist named I'm weird. Ethan called Merry Christmas. I'm Ethan. Yeah, but I think it might be like a parody or something because right. it's got uh, I can't play it because it's got the letter E for explicit somewhere in there. Oh wow! Um, so who writes a, uh, an explicit Christmas song? I know, Come on now. I know. But yeah, so far just scrolling through, there's nothing here that's simply labeled Merry Christmas. Um, so it's super weird because I know people have used it like in the chorus of their song, but I guess nobody's actually called their song "Merry Christmas." So the Christmas collab from uh, Ed Sheeran and Elton John might actually be called "Merry Christmas." Roz and Mocha's "Fix My Life." What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is: my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Mark, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How you doing, man? Thank you. Uh, not bad. Uh, so what's going on, Mark? What's happening in your life? I've been divorced for eight months, and I'm having issues committing all of again. Oh, yeah. You were says, Razamoka fixed my life. I am 32. I've been divorced for eight months, as you just said. Uh, I recently met a really great girl, but I'm nervous to commit. I have five kids, and she has four, uh, yet that doesn't scare me at all. I'm worried if it's too early for a new relationship, um, too hard on the kids, and I'm not sure if I'm capable of committing like that again. Uh, we click in every way. It's uncanny. What do I do? How long were you married for? Uh, so we were married for three years but together for seven. Okay, cool. Damn. And pretty much lived together right from the beginning. So. And was it a, the, the, the breakup, was it a uh, falling out of love kind of thing or was there a fight or was there... A little bit of like consistent arguments and we just ended up splitting. Just not compatible anymore. Yeah, exactly. And this new girl, how long ago did you meet her? Uh, about two and a half weeks ago. Oh, two and a half weeks, bro? Yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, about that soon. Okay. Oh, and, so, and, and so why are you talking about commitments already? Or why are you thinking? Why are you thinking that way? I don't know because I feel like I need to think more in the future this time than I did last time. Yeah, but this is two weeks, man. So you're going out right now. I think that the wrong place for you to start is to go out and immediately out of the gate. The the first sort of person you're with after getting out of a long term relationship. I think that the the wrong way to start is to go, you know, mother hunting. You know what I mean? Well, that's that, I guess that's not exactly what I was looking for. Well, I mean, it sort of seems like it. You met you know a girl for two weeks, and you're already talking about commitment. I suppose it would come off that way. That wasn't really what I was thinking, but yeah, now that you mention it that way, it does kind of seem like that. Yeah. So, do the um, what's the deal with your kids? Are you the primary parent? Do you how often do you have them? Or what's 50, that? 50. 50, 50. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what about her? Uh, she's same thing. Fifty fifty. Maybe a little bit more more often, but obviously, you guys have talked. Um, you both have an incredible amount to lose. There's a lot of emotion going on on in both your families, which is um, you both have the mandate of just not screwing up your own kids. 
kids, right? And so to sort of wade through those waters is really, really tricky for people. I think that the way to do it is to be straight up and upfront about everything. So no surprises. Have you guys talked at this point? I mean, I know it's two weeks, but obviously you've had conversations about what she's looking for. What she's, what's she looking for? It's kind of, I don't know, we haven't really directly fully discussed that just based on the number of kids and how soon it is. So, so you're you're looking at this, the two of you are looking at this from completely different perspectives. You're looking to go all in right now with someone who you don't even know how she fully feels about the situation or about you. I'm I'm pretty confident she's she's all in. Okay. Yeah, but you haven't had that conversation yet. No, and I guess back to Roz's advice being straight up and having that conversation. Yeah, but I also think you. it might be too soon, man. I think you're probably just looking, as Roz mentioned, like the, the first person out of the gate that you are now looking to create this future with. Uh, in your mind. I don't know, man. I think you need to take it easy. So slow it down. Slow it down, man. Slow Way it down. Slow. Okay, so let's let's fast forward here a little bit. Okay, there's there's uh, logistics that things that need to be taken care of. Do you have a place where nine kids can sleep? Uh, no. Okay. Does she have a place where nine kids can sleep? No. Okay. Okay. So how does that work then? That doesn't. Okay, that doesn't. So so before you start looking at finding a new mom. Okay, and finding a new love for you and sort of that that kind of stuff. Uh, you guys need to be honest with each other. There there are some serious things, and it, I'm not saying that it can't be done, man. People do it all the time. Sure. Uh, you make yeah. it work, right? You guys, you you band together, you create this team, and you make it work, and you find a place to live and a house to live in uh, that's going to accommodate this big, beautiful, wonderful new family that you guys are creating. I'm for all of that stuff, um, but you can't just come out of a long-term relationship, find the first woman uh, who didn't run away when she found out you're a single dad of five uh, because she also has four kids. Uh, You're nervous as hell. And now I think that what you're doing is you're just trying to land her as opposed to actually trying to like figure a woman out and wonder if you guys actually, you know, do have a connection and wondering if you do actually get get along and wondering if this is something that you'd want to build together. I think that you're just sort of maybe playing the part of somebody who's mother hunting. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can agree with that. I definitely, uh, definitely like the advice. Does she just want, like, maybe she just wants to, like, hook up. Maybe, maybe, uh, like, maybe you're her rebound and, I, I, and she's your rebound. Yeah, fair enough. That's possible, too. Right? Like, yeah, maybe, that's, maybe, maybe that's all she needs. Maybe she doesn't want to, she doesn't want a husband. She doesn't want that right now. Maybe she just wants to hook up with you, man. You got to know all this stuff. That's true. Take it easy, man. It's only been two weeks, it. bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. You guys right. need to do some talking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Or right. making out, depending on what she wants. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, we'll, a little both, right? Yeah, a little both. A little calm, mix man, it up. A little calm B. Yeah, mix it up. Mix it up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So you may have heard that uh, Squid Game Season 2 mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I really feel about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. 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 But I know they want to capitalize. It's the biggest show on Netflix ever. Ever. Everybody uh-huh. in the world watched it. Uh-huh. Um, some people have their mixed feelings about the way it ended. Some people have their mixed feelings about the entire show in general. Yeah. I'm okay with the show being one season. It happened. Leave the ending the way it ended. And that's it. Right. Because I just feel like if you screw up season two, you're going to ruin what season one <clears throat> did. Yeah. Um, they were talking to Variety was talking to the creator 
of Squid Game, because everyone wants to talk to him now, right? Mm-hmm. Asking him about, to, just to get his thoughts on what happened on the set of Rust, the Alec Baldwin movie, where oh, he... Oh, wow. Yeah. Shot that gun. Yeah. He thought that there was nothing in the gun, or at least they were blanks, mm-hmm. and it ended up killing the cinematographer and mm-hmm. injuring the... Director. Director of the movie. And here's what he's had to say about it. He said, uh, talking about like the safety precautions that they took on set, he said, we of course have a prop master, but also in Korea, we're not really gun, uh, a really gun-owning country. So only the police can have and own a gun. Because of that, bullets are not really easily as distributed as they are maybe here. So there's a very low, low possibility of any safety issues happening on set. In my life, I have never seen a real bullet. I've only seen them in movies. Hmm. Interesting. So that's yeah, kind of his no take when you look at <clears throat> Squid Game and yeah. just the violence behind that show. Yeah. Do the guys carry guns? Do the guys in red carry guns in Squid Game? They do, right? Like yeah, machine they do. guns, yeah, right? Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what uh, I think it was Alec Baldwin that was that was saying. After, well, I mean, after the fact, uh, you know, God, I'm sure he feels terrible, but he was suggesting that moving forward, um, any movie set involving guns mm-hmm. should have an assigned police officer. To be oh, the wow. to be the one who does the final check. Oh wow! On on, on weapons because you have your armor. You have your you know your ads and everything else who you know who do final checks. But he was suggesting that it should end with a an officer mm-hmm. who is hired as cops do all the time to do you know freelance sure. work kind of thing that you have to have one on set to not not for security mm-hmm. not for any other reasons but to just be the one who does the final check on on any, on any weapon thought of that. It's actually well good because idea. listen they, there have been a hundred thousand movies made you I know guess, where, yeah. where where people have guns and there's no injury right mm-hmm. you know they, a lot of people have figured out a way to do it and that's why this is not some sort of you know epidemic or epidemic, yeah, on on movie sets. This is a horrific accident. Yes. And the 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 story is not, it's not so much negligence as it is how in 2021 did a live round wind up on a movie set? Yeah. That's the, the sort of mystery that needs to be solved. Um, it's not, you know, why was he firing it at a person and were they too close and why doesn't the plexiglass and all this stuff? It's, there shouldn't just, there just shouldn't be a live round. Mm-hmm. You know, that's actually a pretty good idea, right? To have a police officer, yeah, somebody to, yeah. to, to make that final I'm, check. I'm all, I'm all for that, um, man. But, so. uh, but yeah, Squid Game. I, I mean, geez, <laughs> it is what it is. Was it real tug of war? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's so much going on. In, I know there's so much going on. But in Squid uh, Game. If, if you are a fan, then you'll be happy to know that uh, season two has been greenlit. It is happening. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Companies have to get real creative now uh, with incentives to get employees to come back to work. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last week with with American Express. American Express was offering new employees uh, the opportunity for four weeks a year to work anywhere you want. So you could work at home. 
you could book four weeks of an Airbnb in Mexico and work there, and it doesn't cost you vacation time. As long as you got that good Wi-Fi That's connection. Exactly. Uh, so incentives you, like that. Sorry, do you remember um, Google? Yeah. It, an incentive to get people to go work there. or you, I think Facebook as well. Remember the offices that they had built? It was like a, a playground for adults. Right, but right? but now. tables, video games. Yes, and everybody tried to do the, that. The, the free coffee bar, yes. the ball pit, the slides. Everything. Uh, but now people aren't working in offices mm-hmm. and but people still have to work and so some of the incentives for jobs where you actually have to go in so in the states um, fast food chains like Arby's Wendy's uh, and Taco Bell as well as uh, retailers like Kroger and Dollar Tree here's mm-hmm. what they here's one of the incentives that they're offering employees okay let me <clears> know <throat> if I gotta beef up my resume the ability to withdraw your day's wages Immediately following a shift. No, that is dangerous. <laughs> Yo, that is dangerous. No way. Or you say yes? No, 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 no. I can't have that much power. No. No. No way. Yeah. Do you know how much nonsense I would buy every yes. single day? Yes. And so what happens is it's and and the thing is I not even that. complicated is that there's no. apps set up specifically for this and when you withdraw as an employee like your taxes come off as soon as you click that like so it's it's as if you are just like your paycheck is sitting in like an escrow account yeah. and you're allowed to pull out what no. you made that day no. at the end of that day. I would I would impulse buy every single day you because would, I huh? know that that money is available. But to I me. already do, and it'll just save that moment where you're waiting for. I pay. know, but but Maury, do you know how crushed you would become payday when your paycheck yeah. arrives and there's like nothing on it? But there's no actual payday. You're just paid every day. Oh, it's dangerous, no, that's, man. Wait, I couldn't have every that. day. No. You're getting eighty dangerous. bucks. Every day you get eighty bucks. Eighty bucks. Nope. Where do what? you work? Isn't that what it is? Eighty dollars. You think you make eighty dollars a day here? Or, or, or so I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Have you never like looked at your pay and like figured out the? You no, know, when it comes in, and... I don't know how much I get a day. You think you make? Hold on here, bro. You make good money, okay. man. Working here, be honest. We know everybody knows that you're in debt. No, I'm no, I'm terribly in debt. But I don't know. I've never broken it down per day. You make no, Maury. Maury, you don't make more. If you made eighty dollars a day, that means we're only paying you ten dollars an hour. Oh, <laughs> okay, a hundred dollars a day, or or two hundred dollars a day. Even still. Man. This is why you should not be withdrawing your yeah. money daily. Right <laughs> yeah. there. I know. You'd right? be instantly broke. No, I couldn't have that power. Can't, and also, you can't go on the radio and tell people we pay you $10 an hour, okay? <laughs> like, for God's sake, man, you make really great money. You no, make no, really no, great just, money. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, roughly. Yeah, but that's dangerous, though, right? Yeah. That's dangerous. So the, that's the, an the ability, that some that's, of these companies That's are what they're doing. That's what the fast food restaurants are doing. Oh, Arby's, man. Wendy's, uh, Taco Bell down in the States. They're giving new employees the ability, if you want, to re- withdraw your day's wages from that no. day as soon as your shift ends. Okay. If you are somebody who would rely on that money every day and not piss it away on something irresponsible. Yes. I could see how that could be beneficial. But if you're someone who may not necessarily pay that close attention to your daily spending, you yes. may look at this as I worked, a, I had a great shift at work today. Yes. I'm going to treat myself to a little something. Right. I'm going to take that money and use it for something <sighs> rather than know that part of that money needs to go towards 
your rent or what you pay for transit Dude, it's or tough. what you pay like, for your but you mortgage. Also have overdraft. But let's say, let's in your, what, like what future hours you'd be planning on working? No, like There's no overdraft in, in your this. bank account. Like if you use more, then the next day it'll fill it back up oh, again. Oh, here we go. The magic filling it oh. back up again. This is, <laughs> you are, this is why you are financial <laughs> dire straits, my man. But here's the problem with this, right? I understand if there's, say, $350 in there at the end of the day or $250 at the end of the day, uh-huh. okay? And you say, oh, my God, I didn't pay that phone bill. And the phone bill is 44 Who's going to go in there and pull out 44 You're not. You're going to go in there and you're going to pull out everything you made that yes. day. That's the problem. You use the 44 to pay the phone bill. And? But then the rest, you're like, you know what? I paid that bill. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I'm going to go buy that shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Or I'm going to go buy whatever. Thank I'm you. I'm going to spend it on something. Yes. Right? Thank you. So when do we start doing up, that here? I'm going to upsize my, yes. uh, my next combo. Yep, yep. Also, there's service fees involved to this, Maury, as well. That's the part that we didn't get to. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, man, things are just getting worse for Travis Scott after the disaster of his Astro World concert Mm -hmm. festival that took place a week ago. Eight people dead, 300 injured. 40 Um, lawsuits. 40 lawsuits now, yeah. There is. Uh, three more people who are like in critical condition in the hospital in Houston right now. A 22-year-old college student who was at the concert has been declared brain dead. Oh, my God. Uh, she's a senior at Texas A&M University. And um, she, her family has confirmed she's currently on a ventilator and has shown no brain activity since arriving at the hospital early Saturday morning. She was at the concert with her younger sister and her cousin, and then they became separated when the big surge of people just started rushing and mm-hmm. swaying back and forth and people were falling and stuff, right? Um, this is what her cousin said. One person fell. People started toppling like dominoes. It was like a sinkhole. People were falling on top of each other. There were like layers of bodies on the ground, like two people thick. We were fighting to come up, up to the top and breathe just to stay alive. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. Well, this happened like late, I guess, Tuesday, early yesterday. People were going through Travis Scott's Instagram page Mm -hmm. and making videos of like screenshots or or, um, like the screen recordings. That he's posted in the past? Yeah, of some of his previous previous concert footage of like, other kids who have gone to his concert, like maybe they're passed out or right. they cut themselves or whatever. And right. he's like almost glorifying, right? Right. Some of these. Um, one post, Travis Scott wrote in all caps, she broke her hand and she doesn't give an F. It's not a show until someone passes out. And then there was another post of a guy who was like literally passed out on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Travis Scott posted that picture and said to that uh, to the kid that didn't survive the rodeo, you're a hero in my book. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and, and I think once that story came out that people were going through his IG, yeah. I, I think he must have or he had somebody on his team go and scrub his Instagram. Yeah. Because I started going through and I went back as far as September of 2018 and I couldn't find any of those pictures All deleted. or any, any of those posts whatsoever. Yeah. There's a couple of things, the negligence and the lawsuits and everything else, all, all part of that with that show. Um, but there's there's something else, too, that needs to be talked about. And that is 
um, the idea of stan culture. And I have said that that stan culture is the worst thing to happen to culture mm-hmm. in my lifetime, where you have these incredibly irrational fans of stars and they are vicious mm-hmm. and and they think Travis, they're being loyal and Travis Scott's fans are stand they, they fit into that stand culture and 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 Travis Scott unlike a lot of others other celebrities they just keep quiet about it right mm-hmm. Lady Gaga never comes out Christina Aguilera never comes out any Taylor of the other Swift. bands never Taylor Swift never comes mm-hmm. out to to talk down their vicious stands right they they never do um Travis Scott, though, is a champion for his vicious stands. And so here's my question is when this is even when this is all said and done, 40 lawsuits, everything else, absolute tragedy. How does Travis Scott ever play another show knowing who's going to show up? Yeah, he's into how does he how does he play another show knowing Who's going to show up? Because Chef. I don't think those fans care. I think oh, those no, the I, I think, don't care I think those fans would. I think if Travis Scott did a show tomorrow, the fans would be the exact same way. Absolutely. I, because that's what Travis Scott loves. Yeah, you have to think about it now. He's going to be sort of almost martyred, right, by 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 the by his fans in in some ways, right? Because he's going to be he's being vilified, whether you think so, whether you think he should be or not. He's being vilified. He's being criticized. I think rightfully so. And his fans are only going to rally around him even stronger and right. support him even more. And mm-hmm. there's a lot. And listen, at the end of the day, it's money, right? And there's a lot of money that he can be, that he can make. But he can't do another show. Those he can't stand in front of that crowd, knowing that knowing. his fan base is still going to act and react that if, way. If, well, well, he can. He can if somebody allows him to. Right? Nobody's going to allow him to. Yeah. Nobody's going to allow him to. It'll, you'll have to go down a long list of promoters or companies that are even going to want to be associated with Travis Scott, the, those let alone fan, a live show. Those fans are dying for another one of those. Yeah. Dying for another Just one of those. Just to be a part of that, they, I guess, ex- quote-unquote experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, things are definitely not looking good yeah. no, for Travis man. Scott. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Maury, come in here for a second. Because it's Movember, there's a lot of um, sort of stories coming out about a lot, a lot of it is about centered around Movember and the importance of Movember. Oh, How's oh, your mustache going, oh, more? Oh, you mustache me a oh, question? Hold on. Why haven't you shaved around? You're you're just full stubble right now. Mm. No, no, no. Let me speak. Third okay. <laughs> Nobody was preventing you from it. The man invited you into the room to have a discussion. Thursdays are when I shave, so when I get home today is when I shave. No, no, it needs to be more than that. Because right now you're just full stubble. Point two is I only have one razor left. Okay. Yo, dog, there's a shop at Drug Mart, like, a block away from your <laughs> no, place. No, but I do Dollar a Shave Club, and I'm waiting for the next shipment. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, anyway. So, so Shem also... How's your uh, mustache looking, Shem? shaven and Shem's is weak. Wow, jeez. Wow. Um, no, it's like there's not much there. What are you, grow- well, what are you growing over there? Are, uh, you grow- are you going back with the full beard? Uh, I, I'm just letting it grow. No, oh, yeah, I'm just letting that. it grow. No, it's mustache, baby. You got to well, shave I mean, that beard off. I do? Yeah. yeah, yeah I like it, though. Because it's not beard it's, Denver. It's, yeah. But I'm not touching anything. I'm just letting it all no, grow. No, you got to... I'm sorry, but you have to, Guys, you have to trim down that. The whole point is so that people see the mustache. So just to recap, too, day one of Movember, Shem had... Because November first was on a Monday, right? yes, yes. So on the Shem usually gets his haircut and like yeah. beard trim like over the weekend. Yeah. So the weekend 
prior to November 1st, you got like a fresh fade, everything. Yeah. I and know. then came in here day one of November, and we said, like, love the lineup and everything, but you got to shave everything, start fresh. Yeah. So, which he did. <laughs> and he's so disappointed. <laughs> so you have the mustache, but I, I agree, you have to shave the beard. Damn it, Maury, you also have to shave. Oh, I plan on, but but you could you could see my mustache. I see, it's yes. growing in quite nicely. Yeah. So let me let me get to this then. So people who are taking part in in uh, Movember, they say eleven percent of men who are taking part uh, in Movember have had a fight with their significant other about the mustache. Yes. Oh. Even really? still, how many years though have you this been is doing? My, this is my tenth year doing it. Yeah. yeah. And this so and again, this is my tenth yearly fight with Matthew. <laughs> yeah. It's annual. Matthew, yeah. Matt, but Matthew knows that he you, fights with me before, yeah. during. Dot dot dot. Does he like it though? Like, is he? He's not a. He's oh, not no, a. He no, I, I, I can't. I don't get kisses in November. Really? So he won't or kiss December, you with the with the or mustache. January, <laughs> or February. <yeah. laughs> or it's always something. It's always something. Because he says he's like, I, if I wanted to kiss your dad, then I would drive oh. to Burlington and kiss well, your dad. Hold on. No, 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 no. First of all, that's not what you say to somebody. You say, I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm kissing your dad. You don't say, if I wanted to kiss your dad, I would drive to your dad's house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that is easily attainable right yeah yeah that is something also, you, know, wait, 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 yeah. you can't say that you can but always you know you know what would suck about that situation let's yeah. say if matthew damn matthew wanted to go to that extent is that damn matthew doesn't drive so right. Ma- Maury would have to drive <laughs> right. Matthew right. If I wanted to, to his own father. If I wanted to kiss around. your dad, I'd have you drive me to his house. <laughs> that is, I, I, let me tell you, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of similarities in relationships. or just fundamentals in relationships, whether you're in a hetero relationship or a gay relationship. Yeah. There's a couple things that are exclusive to hetero relationships and a couple things that are exclusive to gay relationships. Having that conversation and having it not end your relationship, I think is exclusive to gay relationships. Mm. You could not say to Jenna, if I wanted to make out with your mom, I'd drive to her house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, no. Right? That's not... First of all, I don't know a lot of men that could tell their wives, like compare their wives to their wives' mothers. I know. And live to tell about it. Yeah, zero percent. Zero percent. Right? <laughs> and so you have not... Him, that's a, that you just laugh it off. So you have not driven Matthew to your dad's house yet. No, we're going on Saturday. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Almost done. We got a couple things left. Yes, uh, still to come, we have uh, Ask Roz and Mocha. That's coming oh, up. Oh, love uh, that. A lot of great but, questions uh, this week, too. Right now, it's time for this. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, so more from that uh, Kanye appearance on uh, that podcast. What's it called again? Drink Champs Podcast. Drink Champs Podcast. Um, we heard earlier his thoughts on uh, Kim Kardashian, how he still wants them to be together, be a family. Uh, they are not yet officially divorced. He hasn't even seen divorce papers. Uh, was one of the things that came up um, when talking about that. Uh, Kanye also um, giving his thoughts on cancel culture and the Me Too movement and defending his uh, friendship and collaborations with both Marilyn Manson and DaBaby. So all the like Me Too, like when I sit next to Marilyn Manson and and DaBaby right after both of them got canceled for five songs, you know, it's like they can't cancel us all. Right. They you know, canceled Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle ain't getting canceled. That's what I'm saying. Right. We got it, and then it's like they hit you with like an accusation or somebody that you was with, you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then also it's like there's women who have been through 
really serious things pulled in alleys Mm -hmm. against their will, that's different than a hug. Right. But it's classified as the same same. thing. It's classified as the same thing. Nobody is accusing Marilyn Manson of hugging somebody. No. By the way, Kanye. Okay. Yeah. That's uh that's not that. Um we also know and remember very well when Kanye was going through his uh Trump phase with the uh Make America Great hat and his friendship with Trump and his support for Trump. Meeting with Trump at the White House. Yes. Um so here is uh Kanye's uh thoughts on his current sort of political beliefs. You know, it was really hard for me to get in contact with both of them in all actuality. I had to tweet to but really you had a red hat on at the time though. No, no, this is after I had a red hat, but I still got a red hat on today. I'll let y'all know that. <laughs> I might not got it on, but I'll let y'all know where I stand. <laughs> still very much a Trump supporter, mm. right? Man, there's a lot in that. It's a very long interview. It's like yeah. two plus hours. Yeah. And um, even as a Kanye fan, it was a little bit too much for me. Yeah, yeah. Right? I got through an hour and a half of it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Chris Pat Pratt, her her ex, who mm-hmm. is now uh, with Catherine Schwarzenegger, um, posted on Instagram. It was a picture of Chris and then Catherine, and she's sort of looking at him. And Chris Pratt wrote this. He goes, uh, guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you somebody that looks at you like that, you know? We met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. Uh, she chews so loudly that sometimes I have to put my earbuds in to drown it out, but that's love. She helps me with everything in, re- in return periodically i open a jar of pickles that's the trade uh her heart is pure and it belongs to me my greatest treasure right next to my ken griffey jr upper deck rookie card which if you know you know is saying a lot it's her birthday in about six weeks so if i don't get her anything i'll tell her to look back at this post love you honey now why and on ferris fans came out mm-hmm. um so chris pratt and Anna ferris were together yeah right married um, had a son who is nine now, Jack. What people pulled from this Chris Pratt sort of love letter to Catherine Schwarzenegger was this line when speaking about Catherine. We met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. And then people were pointing out and reminding everybody that when Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris had their son, um, he was born with a cerebral hemorrhage during childbirth oh and God, has physical disabilities because of it. And he was born premature and underwent numerous operations as a result of the condition. When he was born, oh he was just three God. pounds, 12 ounces back in 2012. So he has a son that was born unhealthy, right? Oh. Um, premature, cerebral hemorrhage, will be dealing with things his whole life. And then in his dedication to Catherine Schwarzenegger, he writes, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. Now, whether he meant that or not, but I would say that as a dad, if anybody has gone through anything like that with a kid or is is, where you have a son that is going to need assistance his whole life and then you have another kid, I would think that the one thing you never refer to that other kid as is healthy. You know what I mean? Like to me, that just seems a little tone deaf when speaking of your own children. Super disrespectful. Yeah, and like you like disregard that part of your, your life. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. That's so, good, man. so that's why that's why uh, on affairs was trending, and that's why if you oh, see Chris Pratt man. trending, and you're like, oh god, what did Chris Pratt do now? Why is everybody going after Chris Pratt now? It's because of that. It's because of that part of his uh, his message to his current wife, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Oh, jeez. Right. Isn't that brutal. Terrible. Brutal. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Maria Shriver is uh, out defending her son-in-law, Chris Pratt, in the wake of all that backlash that went down last week. If you remember, Chris Pratt uh, made an Instagram post uh, talking about his uh, wife, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. And then that's when uh, Anna Faris started trending because uh, Chris Pratt was sort of being tongue-in-cheek and funny with a lot of it. But the one thing that he said was that he wanted to thank Catherine for giving him a, uh, or giving them, actually, a, uh, a beautiful, healthy daughter. And it was that healthy remark that people had a hard time with because Chris Pratt's son, Jack, with Anna Faris, uh, was born premature with a ton of problems and mm-hmm. will have um, uh, disabilities that he's going to have to live with his whole life. And so it was that healthy thing that really set people off. Uh, so this was Chris Pratt on uh, social media on Friday during all of the backlash. Good morning, everybody. I woke up. Well, I went to bed last night really kind of upset and depressed and woke up feeling crappy. And I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to. I knew, though, that if I put on my my Christian music playlist and I got out in the woods and ran that I'd feel better. But I just didn't want to. And I did it anyways. And gosh, was I right. It felt amazing. I got out in the woods, got my blood pumping. And God is like, who sat down there right next to me? I actually... I say this as a guy who, I don't get emotional that often, but I actually got emotional out in the woods. I was out in the woods on this run and I just felt like there was another in the fire standing next to me. And that was uh, the song actually, I don't know, the, I think that's the lyric in the song, I don't know the name of the song, it's a really good one. But that moment, it really captured me. And so I just wanna say all glory to God. And if you feel down today, maybe get a exercise and maybe listen to some good worship music or get the word in because it, it really helped me this morning. I don't think this kind of stuff helps Chris Pratt when he does those no. kind of Instagram oh, posts. Oh, 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 not at all. At all. That no. just made it worse. Yeah. Uh, Maria Shriver, though, his mother-in-law, uh, said, I want to remind you today what a good man you are and what a great father you are to Jack and Lila. Isla? Lila? Isla. Uh, what a great husband you are to Catherine and what a great son-in-law you are to me and what a great sense of humor you have. Uh, I love you, Chris. Keep being your wonderful self. Rise above the noise. Your kids love your family. Your kids love you. Your family loves you. Uh, and your wife loves you. Uh, what a beautiful life i'm proud of you xoxo so that is from uh, maria shriver sticking up for uh chris pratt the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast things are not looking good for carrie underwood fans so carrie underwood was supposed to release a deluxe edition of a christmas album Mm -hmm. and on that deluxe edition was a sort of comedic track called stretchy pants which which she sings about um uh, eating too much over the holidays and thank god she's got her stretchy pants on right So the song like debuted on Friday for a brief moment and then it was literally pulled from everywhere. It's not playable on Spotify, wiped from YouTube. 
everything and what? wasn't included on the deluxe edition of the album. But somebody on Reddit managed to rip like 30 seconds of it and posted it there. So this is what fans uh, were dying to get but were unable to get. Wait, but is there a reason why? There's no reason why as of right now. Nobody knows why Stretchy Pants was pulled. I got leftovers waiting in the fridge for repeating. Give me a nap and an hour. You know they gonna get eaten. So bring on the turkey, potatoes, casserole dishes. Cause I ain't messing around with them. But in the bridges can't get my skinny jeans on. But don't feel sorry for me. Cause I just tried everything. And I'm going back for round three. I got my stretchy pants on. Okay. <laughs> I carry under what I see you. Yo, like we're getting a shout out in Everything getting a shout out. <laughs> so what's the problem? What's the yeah, problem? I don't know. I don't That's know. A good song. I, it's, it's a, a great song. to me it's a great song and I don't know uh I don't know what happened. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh Jamima Khan, who was a good friend of the late Princess Diana, was originally asked to contribute to uh the fifth season of The Crown, helping Peter Morgan with the writing because she said that she would take the job if they portrayed accurately and with compassion those fi- that final year of Diana's life. And uh so in twenty nineteen she began to work with Peter Morgan and co-write the fifth season of The Crown. She is now saying, uh, we worked together on the outline and scripts when I realized that particular storylines would not necessarily be told as respectfully and compassionately as I had hoped for. I requested that all of my contributions be removed from the series and I declined credit. Wow. So that is from one of uh, Diana's uh, um, closest friends when she was alive, who was brought on to consult for season five of The Crown. And then when she realized the way that they were treating and the treatment that they were giving to Diana his last year alive, she yeah. decided to step away and uh, asked to not be credited Man. at all. I gotta get back into that show. Yeah. We watched all of season one. I think season one and two. Yeah. And then just skip to, the, skip to the Diana season after that. That's, That's fine. You don't, you don't right have now. to catch up. You don't have Would to catch up. There's a lot of... Last season and this season, Yeah, right? last season and this season okay. coming up. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. That's all you need to watch. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lady Gaga talking about the... Um, time she performed for uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. This was January 20th, 2020, if you remember. Vogue, Gaga talks about that day and how the fear she felt following the Donald Trump presidency, uh, which led her to take the stage at Joe Biden's inauguration. Do you remember the dress she had? It was a black top. It had the big gold sort of dove on it. And then the... the sort of... So she tells British Vogue that as beautiful as that dress was, the most important part of that dress was that it was bulletproof. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All precautions taken on Inauguration Day. The dress was bulletproof, which is funny because people were comparing it to a Hunger Games dress. Right. Right? Literally now. Yeah. Now, do you think that that was um, by her choice? Yes. Or it was like people in her organization were like, 
we want to bring this to your attention. Here are some ideas that we have. No, I, yeah, I think it was a, probably a collaborative thing. I think that people probably felt that she needed to be protected, right? Wow. And this was one way of uh, of protecting her. But yeah, if you go back and look at it now, if you Google Gaga um, Biden inauguration, uh, the dress she's wearing, and when you look at it now, I know it was cold that day, yeah. and it looked like she had something on under the dress to keep her warm because it wasn't as sort of, although it was form-fitting, it looked sort of boxy in a weird kind of way, right? Like it looked like it wasn't perfect although it was beautiful and now the fact that you read that it was because it was made or there's a layer in there of bulletproof material that told it now 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 when you look at the pictures it all makes sense right now with the brand new information that that we all know yes absolutely yeah yeah yeah. oh interesting yeah yeah it's incredible And also uh, scary. Also, yeah, the, the fact that you have to, to do that is uh, is absolutely insane. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tom Hanks sat down for an interview, and they asked Tom Hanks um, to list his what he felt were the best movies that he has done. Um, but what Tom Hanks did was instead, because nobody wants to say their best because then you're like pulling favorites with directors yeah. and co-stars and everything else. Uh, but what he did was he listed his three favorite movies that he's done. Do you want to take a guess on what Tom Hanks' three favorite movies that he's oh, done? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Obvi. Yeah. Um, Forrest Gump, Big, and Castaway. Forrest Gump, Big, and Castaway. Damn it, Maury. I'm going to say Forrest Gump, yeah. Philadelphia, and yeah. Polar Express. Phil- Okay, hold on here. Did you understand what I just said? Yeah. Okay. I said that he, instead of he listing does. the movies that he thought were his best movies, he listed the ones that were the most fun. You think Tom Hanks had the most fun doing Philadelphia? I thought it was like one of his probably prominent roles. Fun? No, fun, man. Fun. Okay. Forrest Gump. Fun. <laughs> Forrest okay. Gump, Castaway and Polar Express. Okay, he doesn't understand the assignment. Fun. Uh, here's Tom Hanks. I would probably say number one would be League of Their Own because all I oh. did all summer was play baseball. It was a great summer. And my entire family still speaks about it. Hmm. Uh, then I would say uh, probably uh, I would say Castaway because it was just yeah. uh, there was nothing but adventures every single day, every single night. Uh, and the last film I would say that was magical for me was um, uh, a movie called Cloud Atlas. We shot it on a hope and a dream and nothing but a, a circle of love in Berlin and Mallorca and Dresden. And that, that would be my big three. Hmm. I'm going to say Cloud Atlas, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes. My question is, I thought awful. everybody hated that movie. No. Because pe- it had like a, uh, it had a massive cast. It did. There are certain people who think that that movie is a masterpiece. Uh-huh. And is it a book? Those, it was a book, right? It was, yes. Oh. And those people, when when people started talking about how uh, amazing Cloud Atlas was, is I've never regained respect for people who felt that Cloud Atlas wow. was a masterpiece. I didn't watch it based on all the reviews and based on everyone saying, yeah. it's not reviews, it's almost sorry. unwatchable. Reviews from normal people, yeah. regular people, my peers, right? Yeah. Saying it, that they didn't like it. It's almost unwatchable. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Netflix is premiering uh, Family Roast, which is basically like a comedy roast. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're very used to the format of that. A bunch of comedians go up on stage. They pick a roast. Somebody's going to get roasted, uh, and then they just rip them apart. Uh, but they're doing Family Roast, and the family is the Jonas Brothers, and they oh, released no. a clip of Pete Davidson uh, roasting the Jonas Brothers. Listen to this. So you're a fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan. I listen to the Jonas Brothers every time I'm in a supermarket. Uh, I mean, 
Show some respect, okay? Nick's a legit actor now. He's won everything from a Kids Choice Award to a Teen Choice Award. <laughs> yes. Very good. Did you know, uh, you know, Nick even had a hit called Jealous, uh, though it would have been way more believable if Kevin was singing it. <laughs> oh, no! That's funny. <laughs> so that... Wow. Uh, Pete Davidson's great at that kind yeah. of stuff, though. So uh, Jonas Brothers Family Rose premieres on Netflix on uh, November 23rd. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Nick Cannon, uh, first of all, I didn't know Nick Cannon had his own talk show. Don't tell me there's the next girl that's pregnant. No, even better. Um, so Nick Cannon has his own talk show and, uh, Andy Cohen was a guest last night and on Nick Cannon's talk show, they do a bit called, um, uh, plead the fifth. Okay. Where you sit down, you each get questions to ask each other. So Andy Cohen has questions to ask Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon has three questions to ask Andy Cohen. On one of the questions, you can say, I plead the fifth, meaning you don't have to answer. Okay. Uh, but then you do have to answer the other questions. So the question, for instance, that Andy Cohen pleaded the fifth on was Nick uh, Cannon asked him, um, who would be, if you had a nightmare, and that nightmare was the worst three guests ever to be together oh, oh. on Watch What Happens Live. Who would those three guests be? Good Andy one. Cohen played the fifth on that one. Okay. Okay, so then Andy Cohen gets to ask um, uh, Nick Cannon a question. And he has to answer. He has to answer. No, Nick Cannon could plead the fifth, oh, but okay. he doesn't. And the question was, who is your favorite baby mama? Oh, because no. because we know Nick Cannon has what five baby mamas? Yes, is that what seven it is? kids? I think it's five. five baby mamas. Yeah, I think it's five baby mamas. Four or five baby Ooh. mamas. Uh, so here is uh, here's that exchange. Who is your favorite baby mama? <laughs> oh no. The answer? I got, I got you don't want the answer, want the answer. I ain't scared of you, Andy. My favorite baby mama is the next one. Oh, 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 oh Nick Cannon. My past one could still be my next one. I mean, you know what? That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. Wow. Damn, Nick. Wow, right? <laughs> my next one. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle hit the red carpet last night in New York City to the uh, New York City Salute to Freedom Gala. Uh, Prince Harry, of course, served uh, 10 years in the British Army. Uh, but a bombshell case happening over in the U.K., so if you remember, um, Meghan Markle sued a U.K. newspaper publisher for printing the letter, the handwritten letter that she wrote to her dad, Thomas Markle, mm -hmm. if you remember that, back in 2018 when he was a no-show at their wedding. And so the newspaper was asked to print an apology and a retraction, which they have not done yet because there's an appeals process. So what's coming out in this trial is that lawyers revealed the bombshell correspondence between Meghan Markle and her former communications secretary, basically her PR person, mm -hmm. Jason Knopf, which they say proves that the letter was, quote, crafted to be leaked. What? In his witness testimony, Knopf said that Meghan Markle, quote, asked me to review the text of the letter saying, obviously, everything I have drafted is with the understanding that it will be leaked. He goes on to claim that Meghan Markle asked whether she should address her father in the letter as, quote, daddy, adding that in the unfortunate event that it is leaked, it would pull at the heartstrings. Hmm. So she went into this with the assumption 
or did she go into this knowing that at some point in the trail from her hands to then her father, someone is going to have this in their possession and then leak it to the press. She knew her dad was going to leak it to the press. Mm. And then what happened was she sued them saying that this letter was, quote, an intimate communication for her father's eyes only. So now what they're finding out in court from her former PR person is that the intent the wording specifically was knowing that this letter was going to leak. Mm. And then therefore, with this testimony now, I don't think that the case is going to. So the newspapers are not going to have to do anything. I don't think they're going to have to do anything oh, after this. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hello, hello, Luis. Hey, Mocha, how are you? Good, buddy. Welcome to it. How you doing, bro? Good, good. I finally made it to the podcast. I know. <laughs> you listen to this show religiously. I know you DM us a ton. Uh, you're always commenting on our posts. So thank you very much for your support, bro. We we definitely appreciate it. And uh, and we're really happy to finally get you on the podcast. So, uh, Luis, go ahead with your question. Could it be possible that Ross's shower routine is different from Mocha's and my own personally? Because Roz is white. <laughs> Excuse me. So what do you say? Like, Louise, do you say like white people don't like wash their skin proper or like fully? No, well, well, I've I've noticed that like you and and me, we have kind of a different shower routine than Roz's and my white friends. So I'm like, it's it's gotta be something in common there. Oh, have you done research? Have you asked, like, a lot of your white friends how they shower? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. And what? They say the same thing, where they don't, like, fully... Because, yes, Roz and I are complete opposites, where I will wash and, like, scrub everything from head to toe. Like, literally my toes. It's too much soap, man. And, Luis, you you do pretty much the same thing? Pretty much, yeah. I've been taught since I was was a little kid that I gotta scrub everything. Wow. Yeah. No, I think we all grew up the same way. Um, just with parents telling you to wash, but I just, I don't find it necessary to be honest with you. Like I, I wash the parts that you know, like I, like I said, many times I will wash my underarms, uh, my butt and my crotch. And that's really about and this it. Is soap just flows soap down. Soap just flows down. And then if my feet are dirty, I will just swoosh one foot around in the soapy water and scrub the foot with the other foot and then scrub that foot what about with, your belly the, button? with the other foot. No, I don't touch my belly button. But it stinks in there. What no. about the back of your ears, though? The back of my ears? Yeah, you nah, don't take a like, little soap, like rub in your hands no, and like because, get behind your no, ears like with the, your index no, finger? No, the times that I'm washing my hair, if I if I do that every now yeah. and then, um, that all happens when I'm doing that, oh, right? Okay. The soap gets in there. Once and a year. That, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but no, I, I don't I don't like that much. I don't like soap on my body like that, like on my face and no thank you. Yeah, not even no, a face wash or anything. No, like who washes? Like I've never once, I've never had soap in my hand where I've like washed my bicep. Like oh, I've never, yeah. I've all never, no, wow. no, like all even doing this, like I'm doing Bicep, it right now, this feels tricep, so weird to me. It feels so weird to me forearm, to like, elbows. no, you wash your elbows, elbows man. Got to get in no, there, bro. No, no, not for me. Not for me. It's just, maybe, oh, but maybe it is a cultural thing. Maybe it is a cultural thing. So Luis, I, don't, all, I don't know. All your white friends are the same. Yeah. Some of them, they, they swear to God, they shower like every other day because apparently quote unquote is bad for your skin. Right. Oh, no, I got to shower every day. Yeah. I feel out of sorts if I don't shower. You do, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I can easily go there. And there have been days where um, where I haven't, like on the weekends, Yeah. like on a Saturday, where yeah. just doing stuff, and I end up not showering. Yeah. And I, it, 
not that it ruins my day, but like the next day, I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to shower. Really, huh? Uh-huh. I've never felt like I can't wait to shower. Yeah. I mean, no. when, yeah. I've been, when I've been no. filthy, right? Like when I'm dirty, <laughs> like when I'm doing something, but just going about my regular life, uh-huh. I've never once felt, I've always said, oh, God, I should take a shower. Right. Yeah. I've never been like, oh, my God, I can't get home to take a shower. Like, I've never I've never felt that ever. Oh, wow. I do. Right. Yeah. But I've uh, but I've never I've never felt that. There you go. Luis. Yeah, thank no. you. Thank you, bro. No. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, and all your support over the the uh, the years that the Raza Mocha show has been on the air. You guys have been honestly the best relationship that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Are, you, are you not in a relationship right now? No, I'm single as a mushroom. I'm just here oh, by wow. myself. Oh, jeez. What was your last so, relationship? Uh, about two years ago. Oh, okay. What happened? Uh, we didn't work out. He he didn't. Uh, he was focusing on, on his career, and, and, and he chose that path, and that's fine. Yeah. But now I'm single, you know, looking, looking around to see who I find. But I bet you like a mushroom. You're a fun guy. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am. No, but seriously, I've been listening to you guys since, I believe, 2012 or 2013. Yeah. And, yeah, I was living in Toronto, and then I moved here to northern BC now, and you guys have been with me through and through. Oh, buddy. Well, That's we love awesome, to hear man. that. Thank you so much for your support and for, for sticking with us throughout everything. I'm sure our paths will cross again. Sounds good. You guys have a good day. Uh, All right, buddy. You, you so too. Much, Take care. Dude. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Anita says here, if you want a lifetime supply of the last thing you bought, what are you stuck with? <laughs> um, Christmas lights. No, you didn't buy anything like today? No, because he bought. The last you, thing I bought anything? was Christmas lights. Oh, okay. Ross? Um, I'm trying to think. I want to get this right because I did a lot yesterday. I didn't. I haven't bought anything today, mm-hmm. right? Um, God, I almost stopped for gas on the way to work, though. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of what the actual last thing that I bought was. It was either a case of soda water. I don't remember what I went back for because I forgot something. Or it was... Uh, Korean style um, beef short ribs. Oh, great! The, the thin ones, so the good. thin ones. I think it might. I think that that's what I went back for yesterday. So yeah. it would be Korean uh, Korean beef short ribs. That that would be my my lifetime supply because that was the last thing that I bought. I'm glad it wasn't the second last thing I bought, which was a tuna sandwich. <laughs> so oh, that, that was almost mine. That was almost mine. <laughs> the yeah. last thing I bought, I believe, would have been when we went to the butcher on Saturday. Yeah. And I bought like sausage and hamburgers. So meat. Yeah. So it yeah. would be meat. Yeah. I'm good. the only one that like didn't win this. I Christmas lights. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I know. Lifetime <laughs> supply. Uh, Jessica says here, would you rather have a third nipple? But you know or what the, you know what the what? best part about Maury's lifetime supply of Christmas lights? Huh. He probably wouldn't get any more than the ones he just bought. Yeah. Because those are probably going to last 50 years. So when you say life supply, it's not like they keep sending no, them. No, 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 no. Like, like for me, once I run out of Korean beef short ribs, I would get new Korean beef uh-huh. short ribs. in my mind, when I think life supply, like on TV shows that I've watched where the joke was, oh, you got a life supply of canned pineapple they right. sent like a crate of canned yes. pineapple but when you get a life supply like if somebody said uh, we're going to give you a life supply of 
toilet paper. Of no, because you use toilet paper. Like your Christmas lights will last probably, let's say, twenty years. If they burn out in twenty years, they would replenish them and give you new Christmas lights. Okay, yeah. so in my mind, it was different. I thought like there was going to be a whole truckload showing no, up. No, 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 no. There yeah. would be your no. Mocha would have a truckload of stuff. I would have a truckload yeah. of stuff. Like I almost had a truckload of tuna sandwiches. That would be yes. You would get a tuna sandwich. Like a lifetime supply would be like maybe oh, one geez. sandwich a day. You just like at oh, some point in your too life. Much. <laughs> that's not too that's much. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Okay, Jessica says here, it's a would you rather, okay? Yeah. Would you rather have a third nipple or an extra toe? Third nipple? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg has a third nipple. Yeah, a lot of people have third nipples. I would third say nipple. extra toe. Give me extra toe. You want an extra toe? Why, what yeah. would you do with an extra toe? Oh, man. Then shoes aren't fitting right. And you have that extra balance, I guess. No, no you wouldn't. You'd you be, wouldn't. You'd, it screws no, you'd you up. Yeah. But also, 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 we're assuming that the extra toe and the extra nipple are collected where your other toes and nipples are. Yeah. Right? It's like, not like, like you're going to get the, toed like on your cheek. Right. No, I assume or your that the chest. extra toe would be like your, your, your dog where it's off to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or what about on the top of your foot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, the bottom of your foot. Oh, that would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but let's just say it's clumped together with, with the, all the and, other ones? Yeah, and it's not an extra big toe or an extra baby toe. It's like one of the ones in the middle kind of sure. thing. Right. But yeah, but I think that and I think that it would be weird if you only had an extra toe on one foot. I uh, you would yeah. you would like everything would feel weird. I don't know. You would get used to it, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm going to take an extra weird. nipple. Absolutely. Take you can an cover extra that with nipple. a shirt. If you wear sandals, everyone's going to see your extra toe. And I would only like an extra mm. nipple if it was on my chest. If it was anywhere near my belly, I might start thinking of... Like just above your belly button? Yeah, because then you start looking like a cat, right? <laughs> like it would need to be close up to uh, both of my in others. That, in that area between your, uh, like the bottom of your belly button and like... Heading down. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, like right on the pant line? Yeah. Too sensitive. Oh, that would hurt. Too sensitive. Oh, God, that would hurt so Too much. Too sensitive. <laughs> no. Uh, Michael says here, since it's colder outside or it's getting colder outside mm -hmm. and Roz is doing less yard work, right. does that mean he showers less? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone's interested in showers. Um, no, I still shower about the same. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't shower any more or any less. Uh, Michelle says here, how come Mocha calls himself a young guy, but damn it, Maury can't? <laughs> no, Maury, Maury does. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Uh, because though, I am. But you shouldn't, though, Maury. Um, John says here, would you describe yourself as petty? What is something you do that would be classified as petty? What's it I think out of everybody in this room, Roz, you're the pettiest. I'm the pettiest by uh, far. Yeah. Proud, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the difference between petty and cheap? Um, a lot. Oh. Not classified as the same yeah. thing at all. <laughs> yeah. I assume petty was cheap. Am I wrong? Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no, you know, no, petty's not, petty is not cheap. Okay. You're petty. Very. You are petty. You're very petty. Cool? Uh, no, not cool. <laughs> 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 no, like, like pettiness, like my, like, um... Uh, geez, like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, shoves in the corner over here dying. Yeah, okay, so so if something, we didn't okay, even say so, yeah, yeah, I, I know, get... yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, something something like this, right? Like if uh, if I'm always the one that has to sort of like buy something, right? My pettiness would say. Um, I will use that thing right down until there's only exactly one amount left, uh, and I will leave it there for the other person who they then have to 
use the last of it and then it's on them to buy the new one because I think I buy an excessive amount of something and it's unfair. So sure. I will use pettiness to do that. Like if I'm if I pay the for way, parking, the way that the way that Catherine and I stack the recycling because we both feel that it's the other person's oh, turn. Oh yeah, you guys are way Fair. petty with right? that. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Or like if I pettiness. pay for parking but somebody wants that spot, but I'm going to wait until that thing runs out because I don't want you to have the rest of my parking fee. Wow. No, that's no, 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 that's no. Just being a <laughs> just being, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is just a discussion. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's not bad. That's just being a <laughs> <laughs> Have you never been in a situation where like if you buy like a, now, whenever we pay for parking, we just do through the app. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but the times where you have to get the physical ticket and it shows you your time uh, yeah. when your time is up. Have you yeah. never like offered that up to somebody else? No, why would I do that? Like it's like pulling into the parking lot and you're like, hey, I have, you know, 30 minutes left on this. You're more than welcome to. Absolutely not, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's like not when, because I haven't thought of doing it. I just never thought of doing it. It's like when you take things that are sort of like meaningless or trivial, but you, like you, you suddenly take them very seriously, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, sort of like consequences, you know, happen based out of um, pettiness, right? Like if we're all in this room... Mm, if I, I say... It, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I say, oh man, I'm dying for a coffee right now. And you hear me say that. And then you go across the street to Starbucks and you get a coffee for you, Roz, and Shem, See, how but is that? not me. I'd be like, oh, man, how petty are you? How's that not also being a mm. Oh, yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, both. Okay, so, okay, so, Maury, if I say... Uh, By the way, you're rhyming off everything I've done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. If I if I say if if I if I say uh, hey I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a call later, right? And then I just get busy and I don't call. And then what winds up happening is that you then don't call me until I call you eventually. Oh no, I would call you a hundred times. Right. right. But yeah. that's that's like that's pettiness, Fair. right? So even if you needed me because I said I would call and didn't, you are refusing now to call me. Fair. Right. Okay, that's petty. Or or if I say or if I say, hey, more, I'll give you a call uh, tonight and then I don't call tonight and then I call tomorrow and you refuse to answer. Oh, or like that's there's, there's one pizza pocket left. You get in an argument with your friend about, well, I want the last pizza pocket. Who's going to get the last pizza pocket? And you just throw out the pizza pocket because out of pettiness, you're like, well, if we're going to argue over the pizza pocket, then nobody's going to get the pizza pocket. Um, or you can just use the example of Ross just Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what else? You know what else is petty, right? Um, is when somebody says you have something, whether it's like a jacket or whatever. Women do this, where somebody's like, "Oh my God, I love that. Where'd you get it?" And they go, "God, you know, I don't remember," because they don't want somebody else to buy it, right? You know, what I mean? like that's petty, okay. right? Like that's that's petty. Okay, yeah. Um, Jem says here, what is an offensive food like pineapple on pizza, mushrooms, mayonnaise, etc. You really hate and an offensive food that you really, really like. For example, I like olives, but I hate black licorice. Mm, interesting. Well, I mean, I've, we've talked about this so I also often. hate black like, licorice. Oh, I, so gross. I, 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 ketchup to me just overall is offensive. Uh -huh. um, not for kids. Uh, it's fine. Um, but when <laughs> I, when I, she loves yeah, ketchup, by the way. When I see, when I see a grown person eating ketchup, I, 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 I really, really do. And I'm not just like saying this. I really think that they have some sort of like stunted, arrested development where they're refusing to sort of pass that threshold into adulthood. But what where if it's 
just a still, flavor that they like. Did you not, not watch Paris Hilton's new show? She put ketchup all over her steak. No, no. Oh, that's I, gross. I, 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 that's what I see because it's, it's, it's when you, when you lacked any sort of palate. And what ketchup is, is ketchup by design just makes everything into candy. And that's what you do with children when you want them to eat vegetables. You put ketchup on them and stuff like this. And you should be, you should grow. We should naturally, all of us, grow out of ketchup because it's for children and peasants and um, no way man. yeah and ketchup no 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 adult should be eating ketchup ketchup on a burger on no no ketchup no, with no, my no. fries no oh, no yeah. it's it's just it's candy it's sugar that's here's all thing, ketchup though. is and here's where you and i are opposite yeah is that i like ketchup you don't right you like ketchup chips you will eat ketchup chips. i will i like ketchup chips yes but i won't you won't huh no i don't no. like ketchup and chips. i love tomato soup like, I love tomatoes. Of course. Yeah, I love tomatoes. Love tomato soup. Love, I love ketchup chips. I love all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And just like I hate pickles. Pickles to oh, me. I love pickles. Pickles to me yeah, are pickles, violent uh, because they they ruin everything. But you have pickle it, chips. But dill I love pickle chips. dill pickle chips. Oh, so good. Love dill pickle chips. I just man. love sucking on a pickle. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> wow, man. Come on. Why you got to just not eat a pickle right? <laughs> right? Do you have an answer, like, Maury? Uh, I was going to say pesto and sauerkraut. Pesto. Wow. I put Yo, pesto, pesto in pasta. Pesto is friggin' delicious, oh, man. I don't, if there's too much pesto, it give, like, I just hate it. It gives me a headache. I, I loathe it's it. It's basil. I know, but it's like a, like a, as you feel with ketchup, pesto is like, there's, it feels sweet with but the basil. There's, there's nothing sweet about it. pesto. It's garlic and olive oil and basil and pine nuts and parmesan. Mm. Yeah, no. That's pesto. Something wrong with it. And sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. What's sour? Oh yeah, I don't like sauerkraut no, either. Uh, Shem, what do you have? I know you have very strong opinions on food. Yeah. Uh, Shem, by the way, uh, a ketchup eater. Just so you know, grown man who, <laughs> who, who at one time was married. We don't have to get into that. Probably because oh, of the ketchup. Oh, petty, by the way. That's pettiness. That's pettiness. And also, I believe still enjoys a glass of milk with dinner, or no? Oh, wow, never. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. <laughs> Shem, your opinions on, uh, on on what you think is vile that a lot of people maybe think is uh, natural. And normal. Uh, poutine and gravy. Yeah. Um, both just uh, yeah. disgusting, nasty. Yeah. Uh, I like to call them the devil's fries. Yeah. Uh, Nutella as well. I agree on that. That's I don't disgusting. understand it. Oh, I don't get Nutella. it. Don't get it. Oh, don't yeah. get it. Uh, and There's one... a candy, too, that you don't like that I love. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy peaches are nasty. Oh, they're so good. What is a fuzzy peach? Maynard's fuzzy peach. Where I was the day a, those were invented. It's Oof. just a, a peach flavored candy that's covered in sugar. If I Google fuzzy peach on here right now, am I going to get in trouble? No. Uh, <laughs> just put candy you, Yeah, put candy. <laughs> You're not writing man fuzzy peach. I just wrote fuzzy beach. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> fuzzy peach. What do these guys look like? Oh, I've seen these. Yeah, they're good. No, not for me. I like them. No, it's man. because you've never tried them. No, no, I don't like. No, I don't like those gummy candies that are covered in sugar. Oh, they're yeah, so good. It's not for me. Yeah, it's nasty. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, Mocha. I was gonna say, did you, you lick the sugar off? That's why I know I don't like I don't want the sugar, so I'm not gonna lick the sugar off. Oh, the other thing I don't like. Oh, bananas. Um, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I love extra wise are nasty. The um, sight and smell uh, and, and and sound of somebody eating banana is so revolting to me. Uh, ginger for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like I will not as an ingredient. Yeah, just I don't know, just something about the smell of ginger. I'm not like the biggest fan of. G really, huh? Yeah, like when we get sushi. And you know how it comes with like the the slices, the thinly sliced 
pieces of ginger, yeah. I won't use it. I just find it like it it takes away huh. from yeah, my I don't use it either. sushi eating experience. I don't use it either. I don't do the su- I don't do the ginger or that other stuff. Juice cleanse uh, garlic the wasabi. for me. No, I don't do the wasabi. Um, uh, celery is another one that I'll put on that list of things that are revolting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was no. only recently that I started hating uh, celery. No. I didn't mind it for a long celery time. Celery is disgusting. Uh, these are the uh, conversations that come out of the the comments and or questions. You know what I used to love that I that I don't us. anymore, though? What? When I was a kid, man, my mom would make dinner, and every now and then with dinner, she'd crack a can of cream corn. <laughs> Oh, I love cream corn. Oh, yeah. No. And I used to love cream corn. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, and then wow. like 10 years ago, I was somewhere where somebody's ma cracked open a can of cream corn and I ate it and I almost threw up on my oh, plate. My dad cooks Gross. cream corn with cut up wiener. Oh, <laughs> that is Ew. the whitest yeah. food. I, a can of cream corn and cut up hot dog. Yeah, and oh. white bread. <laughs> also, you know, I picture it like it would also look like throw up. Yeah. That looks like. Somebody just vomited right there. Oh, man. Find us on Instagram at Kiss925. Every week we will post a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. So feel free to load up the comment section with your questions, and uh, we'll get one of you to ask your question to the room. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.